0: Welcome to the Wrestling House Show, my name is Chris And my name is Joey And welcome to episode 112, I remember this month, Ah. of the Wrestling House Show This is our July wrap-up for WWE-centric shows, the WWE Universe Because that's kind of all the time I've had to watch this past month, is WWE stuff
1: Um, It's also 112 because that's uh, the minimum amount of minutes this episode's gonna be But also it it was the name of a really bad R&B act
0: was so, it yes wow i guess we're gonna have to close with them now this month. no <laughs> please
1: don't please um, don't i'd rather do history of memphis wrestling by brian christopher if <laughs> you don't mind but.
0: <laughs> but yes if you're a new listener please go to CNJradio.com, listen to our past episodes we've been doing these all year long so go listen to all of them And we just released, a little bit ago, a tribute episode for some of the wrestlers who have passed over these past few weeks. So go listen to that. Check it out. And then come back to this because we have a lot of great matches to talk about this month. Some gripes, of course, because that's what I like to do sometimes. I like to call WWE out on the stuff that I think they could do better. Because they can do better.
1: And because it's too long of a title for a podcast, uh, gripes, observations, and yuck yucks were off the table from day (laughs) one. But that's what we try to provide here. Right. And we, uh, hey, if you're out there, let's say you're taking a chance on this show and you don't watch the current product, it's okay. Because we're about to give you your super card for the month. Like to where if you don't want to watch, like even if you're just WWE bubbled, which we are not, Hmm. but that's the majority of the thing here. So, hey, even if you don't watch, that's cool. Go ahead and subscribe to the network or get that free month. Right, they're yeah. they're paying us zero cents right. to say this.
0: <laughs> they're paying us free ninety nine
1: to say <laughs> this. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we're gonna make you like a you know like a three hour pay per view esque super card yeah. to where w- where you can enjoy it and get on with your life. Yep. Give exactly. us a couple hours of uh, of your month, and we'll make it fun for you to watch wrestling again.
0: Right, because there is a lot of good stuff. Even in WWE, contrary to what internet comments would let you know, there's a lot of really good stuff on WWE television. One thing we ended with last month that I want to talk about, which maybe isn't the best, but it's something that, like I said, they can do better with, was the Sasha Banks-Bailey thing. We talked about that at the end of the last month. Saying... I- I'm still
1: out of breath from it.
0: <laughs> so I just wanted to to kind of close that off because it kind of straddled the, the June into July thing. So... Sasha Banks and Bayley, if you're not watching, they have had this love you hate you kind of relationship all year. Yes. And they thought we thought we were going to get a feud with them, but then they pulled it away before WrestleMania and then now they're building up to another one, but they're pulling it away again. And not it's only, like the worst roller coaster ever yeah, because there's no right. dip. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and the the thing we were complaining about last month or that I was complaining about last month was the fact that one the double standard Kurt Angle saying instead of he tells all the men let's settle this in the ring go fight it out yeah. but for these two ladies he has them go to dr shelby and talk <laughs> it out and so initially i think that episode happened was the first week of july where they actually went to dr shelby for the first time dr yes. shelby was the team hell no anger management counselor yes. dude who's, who's a goofball so they did that and so for me initially i'm like okay there was that week where Bailey after the match was over and like things seemed kind of okay but Bailey just ran into the ring and just beat the crap out of Sasha Banks. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, wow. That
1: was a great night." That is really
0: that's cool. I yeah. I want to see more of that. She's really angry and we don't see Bailey do that. Yeah. But then right after that they go and they they lighten everything up and now it's a comedy bit and I'm like, mm-hmm. they're just undercutting this thing that could be fantastic. These were the women that in NXT at Brooklyn or whatever it was yeah, bro- had, like, the, the Iron Woman match. Yes. They, they set the standard for the thing that Stephanie keeps talking about, the evolution of the women's division. Mm. Like, those two women were key, central, in, in kicking this version of it off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and... It probably, you know, I talked about how important Ronda was yeah. to the actual kickoff of the Evolution. But the in-house players, yeah, those are the main two, along with the the Charlotte right. and the Becky Lynch. The, the four horsewomen of NXT yeah. definitely had the biggest workhorse role in this launch. Right. And I think even Bayley, Sasha, if they didn't win Match of the Year in PWI that year, I think they got runner-up. Yeah, I mean, and... I think the fan vote for WWE.com, I believe, that year was for that match. I think it was, yeah. So it broke a lot of glass ceilings just with that one freaking match.
0: Yeah. And without WWE saying this is important, fans noticed that it was important. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I get the idea of the slow burn because, hey, look, a lot of people know that I started watching in the late 80s, even at that point. Yeah. It wasn't quite the Harley Race Ric Flair year and a half build. But they would build, and I was fine with that. I like slow burns. This isn't a slow burn. Exactly. This is what I'm getting at. Is it like, and here's the other thing. Yeah, it's not the car crash attitude era anymore. Yeah. But you never know from day to day. You could have one move during a house show randomly that ends your career. Yeah. I, I would hate for any what ifs to happen to people like that that are enough of a fan to want to have that legacy. Right. And you know they wanted the feud. Yeah. You know they wanted yeah. this feud. So the fact that they didn't get it and especially I'm gonna keep complaining about it, they didn't get it at Mania this year. Yeah. It's a it's already starting a lot of what ifs and you have that built in thing with their work in NXT. I also hate that they don't like they barely acknowledge shit about NXT on the main roster. Yeah. I, I don't see how you're gonna get more viewers without some tie-in. You need more right. tie-in than just bringing people in and saying they held a title there. Right. You need to reference certain points with actual footage of the right. NXT. Yeah. When it's relevant. Yeah. So that sidebar aside, it, it it would be, and and that's the thing. I I feel like we're kind of getting into stupid old guy the the generic wcw backstage mentality that they like to talk about so much wcw so terrible because they held people down because these were the talented people in the in on the roster and they held them down for the big boys okay thank you for the pause because that (laughs) that's that's apropos yeah to to my argument as well as it probably is for yours right now yeah okay they're on tv so they're not being held down which is more you can say for some of the people that were in wcw at that time but yeah the booking is everything and everybody knows this whether you win or lose booking is everything
0: yeah and to me it's like a clear indication that they were headed towards a SummerSlam match between these two women mm-hmm. but then there was that week where they just it was clear like to me that they said wait we need to do something else there was a moment where i don't know who said what but they were like we have to not do this anymore so figure out a way to fix it and it was just the thing where oh i'm so mad at you because i love you so much and then they hug and they're good yeah i'm like and they killed it for whatever reason whatever the long run is for for the two of them yeah but you don't have to do that like you can have you can have this build to a fantastic SummerSlam match which it would i firmly believe it would and it doesn't have to be for the title you can have women's matches not be for the title yeah and
1: oh and where is (laughs) it being held in the same freaking arena exactly where they killed it and had the match of the year right they they could take a whole month off yeah and be banned from the building from each other for they can't be next to each other and show highlights of that and just their feud in general and you still have amazing interest for this match and that's that's, once again, my conspiracy theory on why it didn't get booked. Because, okay, hypothetically, and I'm not saying it's going to, and I'm not that cynical fan that's saying this match is going to stink in advance, mm. but let's hypothetically speculate that Alexa Ronda is not going to be all that. Yeah, I'm expecting it to be personally. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be really yeah. cool, and it'll be a good marquee match. Yeah. But I think they're afraid that it's going to definitely take the shine off of it, number one. And number two... Even in this evolution era that we're in with my hand quotes, blah, 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 it's still, like, for every pay-per-view, they're like, you can only have one women's match per brand, okay? We're Uh, we're giving you enough. Two raw women's matches? What, are you crazy? (laughs) You know, like, maybe there's been a circumstance where, okay, maybe at WrestleMania, where it's a seven-hour show, they can can squeeze in a couple of women's raw matches. Right. I don't even know if they did that No, I I, Yeah, done. I don't can't remember one. <laughs> Which should have been yeah. the Bailey exactly. sasha match. Exactly. That's the thing. So, like if, if you give it limitations, the limitations are still there, yeah. no matter how much they're gonna pat themselves on the back right. over some of this other stuff. Right. And Sasha Bailey is example number one yeah.
0: right now. I mean there's so much history with those two women and the characters on television. For a, It's like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. It's like they can be friends, but they can always fight. Mm-hmm. And Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is always a great feud. And it's been a great feud for their entire wrestling lives. And Sasha mm-hmm. Banks and Bayley can do that same thing. They can have that same thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Great friends, better enemies. Yeah.
0: So And they can go up and down. And if they need to get back together, they can do it. They can have common enemies that force them back together. Yeah. But don't just be wishy-washy with it. Because it... I was looking really forward to it. I've been looking forward to it twice this year. Yep. And they're pulling it away, and it frustrates me. Totally.
1: Well, let's get into some positivity, Chris. <laughs> right. Week one of July, yeah. Uh, covering all of WWE television. Uh, sometimes I just like to, to cut right to the crash sometimes in week one. Right. So let's talk about the best television match of week one. Sure. And to a point where they were almost kind of trending a little bit on social media, which, yeah. you know, hey, Day one, champions of 205 Live right yeah, here. Absolutely. Through the good times and the bad times. Yeah. And you watch it and you get paid off with something like Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy in a no disqualification match. Yep. So you got no DQ plus cruiserweight greatness abound. Some good storytelling. I don't care what certain old timers say. There is good storytelling in, in cruiserweight matches. Yeah. And this is proof positive. Yeah. That you can do that. You can do you can have it all. Right. You can have it all, Chris. <laughs> and we pretty much almost got it all in this match. It's not, you know, it's not a seven star match. Yeah, there's my little jab right. there. Yeah. But man, it was it was a blowaway.
0: It was a lot of fun. And I like that this was a slow burn. This feud is a slow burn because this feud started back in the cruiserweight title tournament when Drake Maverick showed up and the this the one that happened this year for, yeah. for yeah. Uh, not to, the classic but right. the, the title yeah. tournament yeah to crown a new champ after the last champ yeah. was banished forever hopefully yeah. but so yeah this one it was just like a match here and then a couple months later buddy murphy wanted that win back on ali so they had another match and, and murphy got the win i think and then they, they put it on pause for a little bit and they've had a little bit more interaction since yeah. then but it's been months building up to this and then they even had they were going to have the payoff but it, Hideo Atami ruined it at the end of the show and I was I remember being like pissed at that I was like yeah. god damn it Atami!" like <laughs> I wanted to see this but it then it led to the no DQ match and I liked that it was different so I'm not sure if it was better than their previous matches cuz their previous matches were freaking amazing yeah but I liked that it felt like a good payoff for that version of the feud because it was so, um, I, I hesitate to use the word violent, but it was violent in a way that showed that these two guys really wanted to beat each other in any way possible.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really, and it put forward even more so the... You can't kill Mustafa Ali bit that they are. That's yeah. really his signature piece now. Oh, he's super underdog guy. Like, yeah, yeah. you can beat him into the ground. He's the heart. You can not. You can. That's it. He's dead. He's knocked out. Yeah, but he'll figure out a way to kick out. Yeah, that's it's, his. That's his thing apparently. And he, he's the
0: heart of two hundred five live, and it his is his heart that drives him and keeps him in every single match that he's in it it yeah. makes sense i mean yeah. if you're watching the match it's like oh he's getting beat up all the time but yeah that's kind of the thing like yeah, yeah. when he
1: got tied into the ropes and took those unprotected knee strikes yeah. i was like that's it it's yeah. over like yeah. i was convinced and it wasn't it. Right. So, of course, the, the drama even goes up higher than that. Yeah. So, it's just like, wow.
0: But, yeah, you're talking about it trending. Like, I, this month was really difficult for me to catch up because I got way behind. Certain life things happened and I got super behind and had to catch up later. But even not watching the shows, I was seeing, like, I remember this night specifically more so than any other night I can think of, mm-hmm. seeing people talking about this match on Twitter uh, specifically. But yeah, it was, it was like all over the place. Yeah.
1: I guess maybe even WWE knew that that match was going to blow everything away. Cause I don't think they booked a strong week on any of the other shows. Like really the only other matches that stick out. Uh, I actually thought Jeff Hardy and the Miz on SmackDown was, was really good. Yeah. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Just two pros in there, and they played their parts exactly right. Right. And I thought it was a very entertaining television match. Yeah, I agree. I just like having good contested title matches on TV anyway. Yeah. But that one was actually, that was surprisingly good. That was a surprise this year. Yeah. And the only other thing I've really think of, the thing I marked out for was uh, finally seeing uh, Chris Dijak. The, yeah. The former Donovan Dijak. Yeah, yeah. He faced uh, the dream that week. Yeah, yeah. And, and not that he won. Yeah, it'd have been cool. They could have found a way to maybe have somebody cost him the match, right? And have yeah. Dijak win, which is sometimes how you debut guys. Yeah. And and as a as a, a early Monday Night Raw guy, sure. like just the one two three kid right. PJ Walker thing is yeah, yeah. is something that I think is still a viable thing, but you know it, it has its ups and downs when it comes to that but DiJack's gonna be fine he's... I kind of like
0: what they're doing with him. Yeah. like he's not the local talent yeah. guy. like they're obviously paying attention to him and they're building him up through the commentary which yeah. the NXT commentary is good so they do that well yeah and him in the match with Velveteen Dream it was a good match and it was competitive Dream did win which I think he needed it because he's lost a lot of big matches over the past year yeah I think and but it still gave Dijak a name and it made you remember who he is and he showed Mm -hmm. up I think the next week too or maybe a couple weeks later I can't remember which but and it was kind of the same deal with him too but I think it's a good way to kind of like get you familiar with him and then eventually when he does get that win it's gonna like take off kind of like the
1: who's that who's that guy that was winning matches yeah Cesar Bononi. yeah thank you yeah (laughs) <laughs> so he was
0: just some dude and he's he's gone now apparently. I think I
1: think it's gonna I think they're taking him off TV and they're they're gonna find yeah. a gimmick for him. Like yeah. I feel like that there's a gimmick on the rise. We're going to see that vignette any day now. But
0: it feels like they could do that with Dijak. Yeah. It's like this guy that you don't ever expect to win, so when he does get that win, yeah. instead of just making giving it to you right away, yeah. it's like, "Oh, he's going to lose." And then he wins, you know.
1: I think they have similar similar enough like look and build and ringability. They they might even put them together after they a could, while. Yeah. It's very possible. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I remember hearing DiJack maybe about a year or so ago on Art of Wrestling, and he seems like a good dude, and even is pretty self deprecating. He's oh, really? he's that he's that stereotypical look that guys like Vince looks for. Sure. That, that's the history. He's one of those guys.
0: Big dude. He wears like MMA looking pants now. So yeah. that's the modern thing that they look for, I guess.
1: And uh, I think he even said he wasn't good at basketball, <laughs> even <laughs> though he's like really tall, right. but. He basically even said like, you know, there's that possibility because I went to a tryout and it's, you know, I was mad that they didn't sign me at the time, but it's good that they didn't yeah because I was able to go and do all these other places and really learn how to wrestle. That's cool. If they'd signed him then and there, he probably, and I'm, he didn't say this for sure, but I'm just using it as an example of a guy with a similar look and build. He would have been like another Mark Jindrak, you know, like. Guy who has that look yeah. and has that athletic ability and looks like a world champion, yeah. but he's kind of a stiff at the end of the day. But they sometimes. just put him out there too early. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he was like, I'm glad I was able to go out there and season yeah. myself. Now he'll be ready for anything. So I look for big things yeah. from Chris Dijak. Yeah. So that was my week one. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I like the, the Mighty versus Otis Dozovich. Yeah. That was, on that 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 was week. fun. Yeah. Because there was the thing where I think the week prior they'd shown the video of. Someone you could tell it was the mighty yeah. attacking uh, Tucker Knight at, at the performance center when they yeah. were doing weights. I, I like those kind of
1: like, you like I, the performance center stuff. I
0: don't like the selfie promos that they do on all the shows <laughs> yep, now. Those are bad. But I do like the performance center things that they do, where it's just two people, like, oh, well, we're doing this thing for Instagram or whatever, yeah. and stuff happens in the back. Those are kind of cool.
1: It gives the, it, the those things that we forgive as far as like turning your brain off and like you know yeah. the suspension of disbelief yeah. and all that other stuff. That way, when people used to think about the performance center when it first started, it's like, oh, they're all hanging out together and working yeah. out and bonding together. Now you have it in the brain yeah. that there's shenanigans going on. Yeah. and You picture this stuff. So that's something that is important, I think, that they yeah. do when it comes to shooting stuff. Inside the performance And area. it's
0: more believable In that manner Than having a Professional cameraman Standing there He just happens to be there For this time When some dude Gets yeah. attacked in the back So they're, I like those Yeah
1: Their quote unquote Press still makes me laugh Yeah Because I have the same app On my it's phone It's their staff With their their, with their, their phones yeah. yeah It's the best but I have uh, the exact thing it, It's a good app by the way I can show it to you Alright cool. PM me if you want to <laughs> yeah.
0: know I want to be a part of the press Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah I like, I like the Mighty I like what they're doing Now that they are the mighty and not yeah. tm 61 i and I, like, I don't normally like handicap matches but this was a lot of fun i think because i really enjoy uh, heavy machinery and both yeah. those guys are great yeah it's it's
1: it's a good way to book television to yeah. elongate a feud for whatever reason it was that tucker was out yeah maybe he wasn't yeah you know maybe they're you know, maybe that's just to build interest. It's, I think it might, yeah, maybe because
0: I think because he was in another match recently, and you know they shoot all these things like yeah, a month like in a five advance. shows on a one one time or whatever. Yeah. But uh, that was also the Gargano versus EC3 match where Gargano like went Ballistic, insane yeah. on him, yeah. So yeah, that whole story. We'll talk about that the Gargano stuff more later. But I think it's interesting what they're doing with EC3 too. It's like he's he. he He has
1: the respect
0: Yeah but he's not winning all his matches And Gargano just beat the guy Like he just beat EC3 And yeah he was being super aggressive But Bringing in someone like that And with the The amount of hype that he got I didn't expect EC3 to Not win everything he did And it's kind of refreshing to me
1: Yeah I mean, he has the respect of the fans, and a lot of us want to just like him on principle because of the journey he's taken. Yeah. And the fact that him getting back in the company is kind of the ultimate fuck you right. to WWE. But hopefully, they won't water him down too much where he has to pay for it. Sure. Like, because you know the history of guys getting themselves over kind of at the expense of WWE. It doesn't go well for them historically. Yeah. But I, I hope feel like that's, that's the changing case. a little bit. I hope so, man. Because uh, it's like I call it the Zack Ryder method. I mean, they were, yeah. Because it's, it's tragic. I mean, it really is yeah. I mean, Okay, I don't want to make light of the word tragic, but sure. no one has... Been, I, I've probably said this before on the show. No one's been shit on more than Zack Ryder. Yeah. Someone that should be a, at the upper echelon right now. He has to eat yeah. shit for getting himself over and being an actual fan. Yeah. And he still goes out and does all their BS assignments, whether he's happy to do yeah. it or not. Like, the perception of him is a joke now.
0: Yeah. Well, and, I mean, Matt Hardy did it to a certain extent uh, when he came back, when he... Yeah uh, they, Came back against Edge Like yeah. that big surprise thing And he yeah. was hot for a while But then he, he had to go away
1: Yeah And then when he came back again They water yeah. him down Yeah You know And I love those guys yeah. But Yeah Oh man Yeah they I forgot about how much They kind of shit on Matt Yeah Towards that in the, During that Edge run Because yeah. he lost every match Yeah And yeah. totally he, he got that one revenge match But they never talk about that yeah. match It's but almost that was, like
0: That was the To me it was like the original Getting heat on the internet And like forcing yourself Back into the company and Yeah That's what he
1: did Yeah I'll never forget that night when he returned. Yeah. Because it looked good. Like it looked so legit that he actually crashed raw. Right. And they can it's so hard to do that nowadays. And in the internet era and whatever. That's still some of the best television those two or three weeks. And then he jumps the he jumps the guardrail the second week and starts an ROH chant. (laughs) I forgot about that. That was (laughs) like just something else, man. Who uh, yeah.
0: So yeah, see, there was good stuff on the first yeah, week. Sure. NXT for me in July, Oof. they had a run of like super good shows. Yeah, like, three three weeks in a row or so, like top to top to bottom. Just every segment was really really good.
1: Yeah, they. I, I don't even want to say they built up the whole month to like this huge thing because yeah. like every week, even and let's just put it this way. That Gargano EC3 match was awesome. Yeah. But it's the least best main event of the uh, out of the next three shows. Sure. We're, yeah. Four shows we're going to talk about. Yeah.
0: And yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that first week Ali and Murphy, we just yeah, yeah took it away. But the next week, it yeah NXT kind of ran away with it in my opinion for best match yeah. that week. Yeah. Uh, you were telling me about you saw it before I did.
1: I did, which is rare. Yeah. Nowadays. Mm. So, I was I, I I like when I am able to go up to Chris and be like. I could talk about this match for the next hour and yeah. I'm still not doing it justice. And you still won't think that I overbuilt this match. Right. And was I wrong?
0: No, you weren't. I was skeptical because I, when people build stuff up for me, I'm like, I tend to not believe them anymore. Yeah. No disrespect. Sure, to yeah, you. Sure. No, no. I know
2: how your brain. Works. Yeah.
0: I feel like if it's built up too much and it's not that good or better, I'm a little disappointed, but I was not disappointed with this at
1: all. Yeah. Just a, a really, we, we've we talked about how much we love the Undisputed Era on this show as early as last month. Yeah. And talked about how much uh, we love Tyler Bate. Yes. And we haven't talked too much about Trent Seven just because he hasn't been on TV. Right. So they have reunited Mustache Mountain. They win the NXT tag titles against the Undisputed Era on their home turf yes. in the UK. And, of course, the Undisputed Era gets that, well, jet lag fluke right. yeah. stupid crowd yeah. <laughs> of course we lost i mean every, anybody would lose in that situation yeah. you know And they had this great strategy for the rematch and they just did that thing that they do where you know it's just it's all submission psychology great non-tags as i like yeah. to call them it's the anderson blanchard method yeah you know just if you can get he whipped that crowd into the peak of frenzy. And you also have to hope that the crowd is willing to let everything go, which this match started off, and I was so mad. like I could not yeah I couldn't even concentrate on this match for the first five minutes, which yeah. seemed like 15 yeah. of the freaking crowd would not shut the fuck up and watch yeah. the match. I'm not saying silent crowd. I'm just saying the back and forth yeah. chance. Of this guy this guy all these guys because it was whatever. yeah it goes
0: undisputed mustache mountain it was that that dueling chance yeah and after a point after 30 seconds of it i mean to be conservative it ceases to be about the match and it's more about the fans trying to outdo each other and it's yeah. they're not paying attention they're not reacting to the stuff in the ring yeah. because they're not watching was, their show yeah because there was one this match was fantastic the these guys every time every time any of these guys are in the ring together they had the best match in my opinion on the UK, the NXT UK thing mm-hmm. um, they had the best match of the or it was Birch and Lorcan and Undisputed Era yeah, yeah, TakeOver take over. the previous month which I thought that was my favorite match of that night but in this match yeah the first five minutes or so it's just the crowd is just chanting at each other and you can tell they're not into the match like they should be because the stuff going on to the ring, they're not reacting to it. I was hoping and they did, Undisputed Era specifically, I think, I was watching to see how they would take the crowd back into the match, and they did at one point. But then the crowd started back up again after Mm. that. So and it eventually died off. But
1: Finally, yeah. It
0: really aggravated me. But I just kinda had to shut it off and just to watch this match. Yeah. But all of these guys are so great at different things. Like You've talked about Kylo Riley, I've talked about Kylo Riley. Like that guy is fantastic. Yeah. But you have him and his technical expertise, and he's doing all of these things to set the match up, and then Roderick Strong comes in there and just like goes nuts on everyone. Yeah. So eventually in this match, Trent Seven gets in pretty deep trouble. Yeah. Like they're Early on, yeah, too. Yeah. So he has something happens to his leg. I can't remember what started it at this yeah. point. It's been a while since I've watched the match. But Undisputed Era is brilliant, so they know to work on that leg. And that's what this match turned into from... It went from, like, this great wrestling match where everybody was doing everything to this really dramatic, like, emotional thing where Tyler Bate had to either give up or watch his friend possibly never wrestle again. Yeah. And they pulled me into believing it because it went on for such a long time. Yeah. And Trent Seven looked like he was in such pain. Like I bought into it.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to give away the finish because this match should be watched with without any knowledge of what yeah. happened. So we've given you the disclaimer of how shitty the crowd is. <laughs> so now you can enjoy this match. Right. And man, I, I was so I was I was on the edge of the couch. Literally, I I, I watched yeah. very lounge like when I watched wrestling. Right. I was I was nubbed on the edge <laughs> of the couch for this finish. I felt. Everything that Tyler was feeling in this, yeah. uh, that, maybe not literally, but I—I yeah, right. was with him on this. You weren't taking and,
0: those shots from Roddy, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no <laughs> kidding, and thank God for that. But man, they—they they went with a similar finish. Uh, it was—it was—it was a different play on a really classic uh, I quit match that they had really early on in the '90s between Bret Hart and Bob Backlund. Mm. I won't give that finish away. But it reminded me of that with, of course, some different principles involved. Obviously, nobody's family was ringside. But I remember exactly thinking about that. And that's what a good match will do is have you reference, man, okay, if you've never seen it before, that's great too. But if you're like, I haven't seen that in 25 years and I hadn't, and that was cool, man. I mean, that's another reason. This is why I keep watching it because matches like this, the storytelling is so good. And everybody plays their part so good to the point where, as much as I love the Undisputed Era, I thought they were the biggest dicks (laughs) for doing what they did in this match. absolutely. And I was all about Mustache Mountain retaining the titles. Yeah, I was too. So, yeah, that's what what a good wrestling match will do, my friend.
0: And this was just a great show. Like, it was bookended because the first match of the night was Adam Cole and Danny Burch. Yeah, Yeah. revenge
1: match from TakeOver. So, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) So
0: <laughs> and it's it says something because that tag match was so good, in my opinion it doubt it outdid the cruiserweight title match Cedric Alexander Hideo Tommy, which was a great match
1: as well. So good, that is a, I think they gave him like 25 minutes at least. They gave him like it half the like show it. to work, yeah. which I love that. I love when I dial it up and they've already had time to code the match. Right, and you, you, know you see that
0: about? really long like the, <laughs> yeah. the white dot and the red dot. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. yes, this is it.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is not gonna be bullshit. This is gonna be great. Yeah. And uh there's that like every fourth two oh five. Maybe even every other two oh five has this. And I'm yeah. just like, Yes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> you know, I hey, enough for nothing. I get excited when I see that on any show where that's not a promo I'm standing in front of. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when Romans coming down the ring or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like
0: five times a night.
1: Mm hmm. So. Yeah,
0: so uh, yeah, two hundred five live in NXT again, kind of run away with it. I think this week for the other shows were on SmackDown weren't so great to me. They felt like just standard because Extreme Rules happened after this yeah. was the last
1: shows leading yeah. into Extreme Rules. It's, it's it's a stereotypical stopgap main roster show. Yeah, on because both ends. on
0: both shows there were those typical matches where you have a champ and a challenger so you put them on opposite sides of a tag team you have the challenger beat the champion's partner they did that like twice yes. on the in those shows and it's just it's boring like why i don't need yeah. that doesn't help me that doesn't get me any more right. hyped for the show you know yeah
1: that stuff may fly in the e-wrestling chris <laughs> right. but not here okay
3: right.
1: <laughs> that's chicken shit radio right. just kidding. okay no uh yeah, I just, like, we'll just bring on Extreme Rules in if this is what you're yeah. going to give me. Because, you know, I could pick, I could book both shows and know the outcome, like, right. as a fan. Like, okay, I know what's going to happen here. And it does. It just happens a lot. I'm not yeah. trying to be a know-it-all, but it's, like, it's just, it's the standard WWE booking. Yeah. It's when you really go into 50-50 mode, and we've talked about this before, it's like, oh, well, they won their match on Raw. They're probably not going to win at the yeah. pay-per-view, and it's... I think that
0: was true for all of those matches, yeah. Yeah, right?
1: So, but I I was like, typically, for me, sure. and lately, maybe even for Chris, we might both resemble this remark here, when it's time for a, a quote, pay-per-view, or network supercard. now, as I sure. like to call them, events, falls on a Sunday night. Yep. Now... Most people, a lot of people in this world have real schedules where they work real nine to five, Monday through Friday things. Sure. And by the time they get to the end of Sunday, they're wore out from mowing the lawn or hanging out at the kids' ball game right. or whatever, or <laughs> bad street fairs. And, um, you know, they, they probably fall asleep halfway through a pay per view. Yeah, every they're time they
0: go like Five hours with the pre-show, yeah,
1: and that's the fan that Vince wants because then they'll fall asleep, and all the other shows will get the numbers right as it just keeps going on all night until six in the morning. So, but for me, like weekends are usually really terrible at my job, so I don't even care by the end of Sunday how bad the card is going in. I'm just like, bring on a show. I'm going to lay down and just give myself in because yeah, that is I'm at the peak of give me the escapism. (laughs) Yeah, so at the same time. I thought the card in, in advance was pretty decent, yeah. but I still kept my expectations low just because I'm not, I I'm feel not like in we're love... conditioned
0: to do that at this point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like I'm not in love with this new, you know, all brand shows and maybe I'm in the minority here, but
0: I like the idea. I don't know if the execution is what I wanted it to
1: be. Yeah. Yet. So that being said, uh, you know, we'll do run through extreme rules here, but, yeah. uh, I, I've been very excited, as we talked about before. I did my little hey, wow, look how far Eric Young's come. Sanity is a part of SmackDown and they booked they booked a tables match against the New Day. I was like, Great. And then it got relegated to the pre show. And I was yeah. like, Oh. Yeah. Because I could have moved a lot of things to the pre show. Cause this man, this needs a good spotlight because they both both teams deserve the spotlight yeah. on, on a, a decently anticipated premiere show i think even like the average fairweather network subscriber let's say it's like man i'm really looking forward to extreme rules because they they cut a little loose there and you know yeah. maybe i'm maybe i might see some blood again you know there's always maybe that back bright. of your mind i think yeah. for them
0: i think that's safe for lesnar at this point
1: <laughs> right but man sanity new day should have they deserved better they should have been right there yeah you know, they they could have been before that cage match, before or after, and I think yep. done very well. Mm-hmm. I would have put it after the U.S. title match myself. That would have be- been a good one, yeah. Because we were like in premier train wreck mode right in the middle of the show. I think that would have gone perfectly before the cage match because yeah. the cage match had a different type of finish, and I think that would have been real comfortable on the show. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't have given them as much time that they did on the pre-show. Yeah, maybe. But I still like to see him get the spotlight. Yeah. It's amazing how. Consists that the new day has been, and they sometimes consistently get on the pre-show still, even after yeah, all this. And, and can't yeah. blame it on sanity, no, because they're ready, man.
0: Absolutely, and I will get into it after Extreme Rules because this this month Ju- July did really did feel kind of like half and half. Like after Extreme Rules, the SmackDown tag teams took the spotlight for those weekly shows. It's about like, time they too. are running away with it, like every week. Maybe their six... stuff is the tag team stuff.
1: Maybe they were secretly listening. I mean, I did Maybe. that huge <laughs> right. rant on the last yeah. one,
0: but we'll get to that when yeah. when we get to the, those weekly shows.
1: I literally did the exact same rant in front of my wife. All right, um, about the SmackDown tag division. Yeah, and I said that the best of any any fed in the world right now right. is the SmackDown tag division, and I will fight anybody who says so. <laughs> even even out of Japan leagues, the best teams in one division is right there. And it wasn't like they were light on the tag division in NXT this month because, yeah. man, that yeah. tag title match and the tag title rematch, yeah. but it didn't have that feel for the most part of the month, like, hey, look at all these teams we have.
0: Yeah, no, it didn't. Because they're, yeah, I, we've talked about it before. Like, Street <laughs> Profits need, they they look like they're building them back up again. But the the Dusty Classic, like, hurt a lot of teams, I thought. the Because the, yeah, yeah. Street Profits got destroyed, like, CM61 got beat again, like, but, yeah. At
1: this this point, I'm all for um, street profits. Just put them on Raw. Just put them on Raw right now. That's kind of where I'm at with it, because that'll help Raw. That'll give it an immediate boost. Authors of Pain are, apparently, they're they're just doing the same bit with them over and over again. And they got beef with the authors, uh, so do that. I mean, that's done. You automatically have decently watchable matches, right?
0: Side note with the Authors of Pain, I don't know if you've been seeing much of it. Yeah. (laughs) They're not on Hulu. Because they're in a thing with Titus Worldwide at this point, and Titus doesn't make it to Hulu, I guess. Titus
1: Worldwide anything is never on Hulu, and I like Titus.
0: I kind of dig what they're doing with them a little bit because Titus Worldwide has gotten a win or two on the Authors of Pain and not in like cleanly pretty much. Oh. So it's kinda like <laughs> what they did with the bar in Titus Worldwide. Yeah. I where that. where they were actually beating him. Yeah. Um, and tight pullings yeah. and stuff like that. You know? But the crowd's not into it. It's Ugh. it's obvious. And one of my favorite goofy calls of typical like pro wrestling overhype was the crowd was just silent during one of these matches. They were just sitting on their hands. And I think it was Corey Graves. It was like the crowd's in stunned silence as the Authors of Pain destroyed Titus Worldwide or something like that. It's like no, they're just being quiet because yeah. they don't care. Well, who has would, a lot of subscribers, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Which sucks. I like Titus Worldwide. Yeah. I'm not as big a fan of Authors of Pain, but I think they deserve a shot. Yeah. But anyway,
1: Did they, side they is is uh yeah, and freaking is Apollo just not liked? I don't, like I don't this super hybrid athlete yeah. that they can't. At this point, I'm even. I'm not saying put him on 205, but that oh, would do yeah. him a lot of good. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> and yeah. obviously he can't be in it. Yeah, but you know that's, that's all I'm trying to say. He'd be better utilized anywhere else at yeah. this point. He should just go to Japan. Yeah, I th- he'd do all right. I there. think I <laughs> I believe he would. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. just
0: I don't know. I don't. They looked like they were pushing him for a while, but I guess yeah. they thought he wasn't catching on, so they stopped.
1: Yeah. Maybe someday they'll figure him out. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, I don't want to call out WWE for other things. <laughs> We've already called him out for women. Right. But if it gets... They push me a little further, I might call him out for something else. All but right. let's move on. Yeah, I, as soon as uh, Kevin Owens... We'll just say... I mean, because you know, I'm not ever going to be like, hey, you need to see this Braun Strowman match. <laughs> I'm not going right. to spoil the finish here, but yes. he almost kills somebody. You're right. Uh, no. Kevin Owens gets lunged off of the top of the cage through the announce table, and I was very concerned, legit for K- yeah. for KO. That was, that
0: was a that was a big fall,
1: and uh, to which I said, if he doesn't get another world title by the end of the year, then that was for nothing, and I'll be very mad at them yeah. for even putting him in that situation. Not just that, the latter fall. Yeah. I mean, he is he's falling off of everything right now, <laughs> right? So. You know, and that's not even his thing. Yeah, exactly. He's not Jeff Hardy. He's not Shane Fan. <laughs> yeah. He he used to pile drive guys like right. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So, give him the damn world title. I've been saying this forever. Braun Strowman doesn't need a briefcase to get a legit look at the world title.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I want to get into that right now.
1: <laughs> We've talked about this, but yeah. I just say Kevin Owens for world champion, or Kevin Owens for universal champion right yeah. now. So, but, uh, yeah, as, uh. As wrestling memes put it the other day, you call it the universal title, but I can't remember when you have defended it off of the planet Earth or something <laughs> to that effect. Like, has that happened yet? Does it makes it universal. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so are, are you with me on Team KO here? Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: absolutely. I think, so we know now that SummerSlam is going to be the match Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens for the briefcase. And so when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay. When I saw that Braun Strowman won that briefcase, I was like, okay, first time Brock Lesnar shows up, if Braun Strowman isn't out there immediately, or if he's not attacking him in the back and trying to, like, murder him with a car or a lighting truss or something, <laughs> yeah. like, what's Ambulance. the point? That's what it... He should not wait for anything. Yeah. But we've already seen Brock Lesnar on television. Yeah. And braun strowman didn't do anything because they're doing something else he was he
1: was sitting on a couch the whole uh, night exactly and and, and i just kept thinking well braun's gonna be back there why didn't braun strowman
0: bust through that wall (laughs) knock that stupid
1: (laughs) picture off the wall i saw his arms going through the wall in my head like a horror movie exactly and it never happened that's
0: what they should have done the fact that they didn't do it means that they failed on this briefcase kevin owen needs to take it away yeah because
1: like I would have, you know what WWE might have made me at least for one night a Braun Strowman fan right, yeah. if he'd a Kool Aid band through yeah. the through the wall and taken that shit exactly because Brock would have deserved it yeah despite what you, anybody thinks about what he did or what he's done before yeah the way they had him portrayed in that episode just yeah. that one episode right. the biggest piece of crap that has ever been in yeah. a WWE building ever and that's saying something. Yeah. And I just
0: had this thought in my head because the whole storyline that night was Kurt Angle wanted Heyman to get Lesnar in the ring. Braun Strowman busts through Kool-Aid Man style, oh yeah, smashes him, breaks, throws him, whatever, does whatever, drags him to the ring after a night full of Heyman begging for Lesnar to go to the ring He drags... Braun Strowman drags him into the ring. Whether he wins or doesn't, that's not the point. Just the fact that he did it and does cash in the briefcase.
1: I got him in the ring. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Paul Heyman's (laughs) obligations are fulfilled. Brock Lesnar was such a jerk to Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman dumps Brock Lesnar and gets on Braun Strowman's side. Which is
1: what happened when he... Uh, got the big show to be yeah. Lesnar Survivor Series yeah. 2002 but it's been long enough now to where I would have completely yeah. I would have enjoyed that because yeah.
0: I mean it would have given new life to like everybody in that segment yeah and I would like Braun Strowman more if Paul Heyman was trying to control this this mm-hmm. monster
1: thing you know and even just sometimes I think about this stuff because then I, I start in with Man, I'm not happy I watched that episode <laughs> right. because I really wasn't for the most part because yeah. that was the mood that was set yeah. for the entire show. Yeah. No matter what happened in any of the matches now, the mood has become this as, as the forefront of the show. Yeah. It's kind of like how, like, can you, like, you could be the biggest wrestling historian ever and be like, what was the main event that night of McMahon's Million Dollar Madness, one of the right. three they did? No, we don't know because yeah. that is that's not what the show's about. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at with yeah. this. I always think about the first time watchers. If you're a first time watcher, are you really? You, yeah. know, you know, the thing that might hook you is what they did with uh, Rousey. Uh, you know, Rousey yeah. and Alexa. That was a great segment. Yeah. All of those segments were really good. Yeah, there was nothing else about any of that show. Really, honestly, right. that I th- I think would hook a first time watcher. Yeah. at all. As much as I liked uh, the the Ziggler Rollins McIntyre stuff. Yeah, that that's for us hardcore wrestling guys. Yeah, that's what's keeping us in. And not rioting. Right. But but that other thing, like yeah. that that's the show. Really? Yeah. That was the show. Like I'm not staying tuned for that. Right. And I think that's I think that's bad television. It's just bad television, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Like, is and okay, the intrigue. Is Heyman gonna turn on this is the intrigue they have to create to get us excited for Lesnar Reigns eight or right. whatever it is. Yeah. It's that's also bad in itself because I just don't feel like ever at the end of the day. That, whatever kind of stroke Heyman has, he's not going to use it to betray his friends in public. Yeah. Because it, you know why? Because it bombed when he did it to Punk. Yeah. And it it kind of bombed when they did it to Lesnar the first time, too. They had to rewrite a bunch of stuff because of that. But the only reason they did that is to make Lesnar a full time babyface. Right. And he's just not a (laughs) babyface. But that all being said, bad television, Chris.
0: (laughs) Anyway, we're talking about extreme rules. Were we? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs)
1: Um, You know. Uh, one thing that went on a long time, and another thing that went on not a long time. Yes. that I kind of equally loved. <laughs> we'll start with the U.S. title match, yeah. which wasn't a match, but that was, well, that was it a was match. a match. It was officially a match. Yeah. but I, I gotta say, you know, this is one of those things where even if I'd have paid forty nine ninety nine to watch this, right. I'd have still loved wow. it. Wow, yeah, I we didn't pay a lot back we, in the day. We, we <laughs> used to, didn't we? I would not have felt. I mean, you know, because they give you a bunch of other yeah. stuff too. I'm sure some fans were really, really, really pissed about yeah. this. But I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was fantastic. Especially considering that, you know, we we complained and complained and complained about Nakamura not getting the title last month. Because yeah. he definitely deserved it. No shot against AJ. Go back and listen. Yeah. But I'm it had to happen this way.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, Nakamura had to beat Jeff Hardy in record time yeah. to win this U.S. title to get some sort of belt on him. If they hadn't have done that right then and there, it would have been what I would have said for him. It would be all over for him. Yeah. And maybe he'll never get another look at the world title. Uh, but... I think it, he might.
0: I think it's going to um, take a while to get back, build up back to it.
1: Yeah. He, they just need to stay the course with him and keep doing what they're doing with him. And then maybe someday it will happen for him. Because yeah. I think he's legit enough in my head, and for anybody that's seen him outside of this company, or even if the stuff they saw in NXT... Yeah. He needs to be in the ring with Brock Lesnar yeah. and, and Braun Strowman. I think he is absolutely believable in the land of the giants. Yeah, him not shotting Jeff Hardy in eight seconds and pinning him. I'm like, of course he did. All right. There's nothing surprising about yeah. this to me. But it was, of course, yeah, it was a little bit surprising, and I loved it. So yeah. I'm just happy that congratulations to Nakamura for winning yeah, <laughs> the U.S. title. really what I wanted to say about that. And, you know, I don't want to discount anything that anybody else did on this show. But, you know, there's only so much time that we really have. AJ Rusev was was very solid. Yeah. Liked it a lot. Yeah. Good intrigue. Um,
0: I don't think anybody really expected Rusev to win. Yeah. And I guess you could see some of the argument that it was like, okay, we fulfilled our obligation to the fans. Like, he got his thing. Now he's going to go back to whatever. I don't know. I don't think that's really the, the case. But... I uh, do. Th- he's
1: going to be on the pre-show. Yeah. At SummerSlam. Yeah, but Right back there.
0: Who knows? Maybe. I don't
1: yeah. know. Because you know how I know this? Because Rusev told me today on Twitter. Oh, did he? He goes, uh, I am very proud to be sharing the stage with the Cruiserweight title match. That was oh, his that's line. a good way to put it. Yeah. He, had a, he, had a, he had a sentence, and that's all he said. Yeah. People are saying it's a joke. Hmm. Like a backhanded joke. But I like mm-hmm. the way he worded it. Yeah. They cannot give him shit for that. Yeah. Because if they come back to him and say, what the fuck? Yeah. He's going to be like, no, I'm a fan of the Cruiserweight title. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess he spoiled this for me that not only is he on the pre-show. Right. But now well, they the announced Cruiserweight title Cruised matches Cruiserweight on the title, kickoff. Yeah, I knew that they oh, were going to
0: be on the pre-show.
1: That makes me so angry. Yeah. No, we'll get I'm, into that after we get to the I'm more angry match.
0: about the Cruiserweight title. I actually... Yeah. I, tweeted some stuff about yeah. it too
1: so. but from world title to pre-show is not a good look yeah no matter man, how fun i agree and I'm, I'm trying to play the devil's principal- advocate yes yeah. you know. and if you want to stay positive all the principal players involved gold yeah lana's been super entertaining and the fact that she's the least entertaining out of the four right is saying something i, I think. really like what they're doing with almost yeah almost and vega yeah. are gold almost is a future multiple world champion yeah but Bo- I'm gonna say Almas is gonna hold both titles. Yeah, he oh, will. Right. How about that? I can see that. Um, and maybe they can blame it on the fact that he's a newcomer, and that's why they relegated Rusev. That 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 you know that's how they sold it to him. Like, yeah. hey, he's a newcomer. Uh, you got him. You know, you can put him. Put, you know, make him look good on the, yeah. on the kickoff show. And this is just a stopgap. You know the, You know that's how they sold yeah. it to him. Like, oh, you're the man. You got to you got to build him up. I would Please, say for us for I would
0: us. say just do like New Day and Usos did And just steal that thing Oh that would be so great
2: yeah.
1: You know they, they, they need to have There can be no other option They have to do The best intergender match Of all time Yeah They have to put that out Yeah Whether it's Obviously they're not going to have Men against women violence But they need to have The best mixed or intergender Whatever the hell right. you want to call it They need to Now set the bar Yeah If they do that Then they're good Yeah uh, of course, the, the only other thing really I think to talk about Extreme Rules is the Iron Man match, which ties in really well with something we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. with crowds hijacking the match.
2: Yeah.
0: Another really great match where I don't understand the crowd, the live crowds. Yeah. Like, you pay that kind of money and you're just there to hang out with people and, and yell things. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. It, it will never make sense in my brain because yeah. this was a really good match. It, I expected it to be good and it was really good. Yeah.
1: It's like, you got a wrestling match with me. I'll, I'll yell some shit out, but for the most well, yeah. part, I'm not, I mean, you're supposed to, but there's times to do it. That's what I'm saying. It's an unwritten rule, but it's, there's a difference obvious.
0: of yelling things towards the ring because that's what you're supposed to be doing. And you're reacting to the action in the ring yeah. as opposed to yelling, to this guy a few rows beside you and having banter between the two of you through chance. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between that.
1: Yeah, it's it's dumb. And you almost find no better slash worse example yeah. than this Iron Man match between Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Here's another F these fans because finally, I can't even remember. Oh yeah, I, I found out. I did look it up. The last time... The Intercontinental title main event at a pay-per-view mm. was like 2001, and it was, I want to say, Judgment Day. But mm. the, the, the bit was, it was the two-man power trip of Hunter and Austin mm. versus Kane and Undertaker, and all titles were on the line. So technically... Wow, so it
0: shared the main event.
1: So technically, the Intercontinental title main event yeah. a pay-per-view. But this is the first real, real, real yeah. time that they closed the show with it from from what I can remember. I don't think the Sean Razor SummerSlam IC title ladder match that was Sean Razor 2, I don't think that closed. They may have edited it later to close, but I don't think it closed that night. I seem to remember the world title match. See, I didn't see it live, so I'm not sure sure chicken or egg, and I don't have a wiki in front of me for it. But let's say in the last 20-plus years, (laughs) easily that's never happened. So you've got history here. Be a good crowd. Don't be a, don't be a piece of shit. Because yeah. every minute I was reminded that another minute was up. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I've got a clock on the screen that tells me this. And it's the announcer's jobs to build the suspense of now time is against you or for you. Yeah. It's like a hockey game, basically. Like yeah. That's the thing. I. The thing that reminds me about Ironman matches is a good hockey game. And, like, the old school, like, Dallas Stars, Stanley Cup winning Ken Hitchcock hockey was to get that 1-0, 2-0 lead and sit on it. Sure. Not try to score anymore, but play yeah, the best defense. I mean defense, yeah. I always think about that when it comes to Iron matches. I always think yeah. of Ken Hitchcock. All right. All right <laughs> so, yeah. I guess <laughs> I, think, I will now, too. You know, see so anything you hear about that today. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> But, like, hey, just, yeah, I don't need to be reminded that the minute's up. And then I found out reading on the Internet later mm. because there were some live reports said, Oh, yeah, you want to know why? And then the crowd started chanting the 10 nine, 8 off of uh, the time where it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So what happened was the TV clock stayed on, but the the uh, arena clock was turned off mm-hmm. because somebody said something like, hey, they're mm-hmm. being assholes, yeah. turn the clock off. Right. Guess what you did? Unfortunately, they made it worse. But how are they to know? I mean, yeah. like, really? Like, yeah. come on, guys. and. You know, calling that stuff on the fly. I noticed. I think I have a theory that maybe like going back to the Mustache Mountain Undisputed Era Tag Title Match where the fans were being stupid. I have no problem going back and watching that match because I need to find out if mm. I'm right about this. Mm-hmm. I seem to have noticed the show after that in the main event they turned the lights down lower than they normally do. Oh really? And that's an old that's the old Ray Charles technique. <laughs> Put to uh, sleep. Yeah, like basically like turn the lights down as low as you can. Yeah. And then the mentality is that they get a little sleepy in the sense of, like, if they're going to say something, they'll say something, but they're yeah. not going to be live. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, it's just something they're going to have to figure out, you yeah. know. Like, maybe put the lights lower on the main event. Something. Yeah. Like, something that's at least going to be, show the importance off. Yeah. Maybe that could, it's not a perfect system that I have in mind, but they got to do something because that's, yeah. that's, that's just awful.
0: Well, and to me, like, yeah, it hurts my enjoyment. the match to a certain extent but it's just disrespectful yeah like in my like i think it's disrespectful for the guys that are doing what they're doing in the ring or or girls
1: i'm gonna yeah exactly i'm gonna have to watch that match with the sound off every time i watch it now i mean i i'm not even exaggerating anytime i go back and watch that match i'm turning the sound off right so they might just give me an idea for the uh, podcast now okay let's move on all right
0: so yeah so i guess iron man match was the best match of Extreme rules, despite yes. the, the crowd.
1: Yes, despite the crowd. The ring work was that good. Yeah. Those guys are so good. And you know what? I, I definitely I I I don't even want to spoil it still at this point.
2: I love the finish. Oh so, <laughs> so, good. so good. I feel I like loved that's it so much.
1: It almost seems like fantasy warfare that someone said, This is how Sean uh, and yeah. Brett should have gone at right. WrestleMania because I could totally have seen that happening yeah. with Brett Sean. Mm-hmm because you almost felt like oh that's what they're going to do yeah. huh no nope.
0: and i i i won't say what he did but <laughs> and not even talking about anything like in during the course of this match Drew McIntyre did some stuff that i'm like every time i when they have a match of this type of or this sort i'm like you should do something like this because this makes sense yeah, yeah. you'll take a hit but you're going to get more in return and it worked yeah and it was beautiful
1: it was it was uh it was another harken back to another great idea. There's a lot of good full circle ideas. And this is, this is what, a 15-year-old idea now? Mm. The Brock Lesnar-Kurt Angle Ironman yeah, match. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Where he, and I'm not saying this is what happened in this match, yeah. but Brock Lesnar gets the chair, hits Kurt Angle multiple times, right. DQ'd. So he gets a few extra shots in because the match hasn't restarted. You know, right. The fall hasn't yeah, started. Yeah, exactly. And then that sets him up for, like, another easy two. Yep. He got an easy one out of it. And I think he got another one out of it because of that. Yeah. And I think he started with a three-zero deficit. Yeah. But go watch that match. And that, that's, that's great too.
0: I think that's another reason why it's okay for you to watch this with the the sound muted because the commentators, especially Michael Cole, was like, "Why? Why is he doing that? It doesn't make sense." And like, like I get that they're supposed to play roles yeah. when they're when they're in the in the booth like that, but. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious, yeah. like exactly what he was doing in that
1: match. Do you know, like they do? They were doing with the uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. Right. Like do that with this match, but put on like Slayer's Rain and Blood, because <laughs> that's about thirty minutes. Right. I think it's I think it's like twenty eight to thirty minutes. Yeah. So when the bell rings, put on Rain and Blood by Slayer. Yeah. And uh, I think that might Just actually get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Here's your little fun tips you can right. get here <laughs> exclusively on the Wrestling House Show. So week three.
0: Uh, this was a tough week for me as far as picking my favorite match of the week. Uh, we, we pretty
1: much almost have it at as a uh, three-way tie. Yeah. Is what we, we we do a little mini-meeting before we start recording and see where we're at with matches of the week and match of the month and all that stuff. Well, behind the scenes, this was the tough week. So let's talk about these three matches and see what we got to offer here. And we're going to... We're going to give out the award on the fly. Let's see how, let's let's make, because we actually are split on one of them, but we're like pretty agreeable on one. So let's talk about
0: the one we agree about. Okay. So NXT, again, NXT, good show. (laughs) Um, I like that they're giving Cassius Ono some like local talent matches now, or maybe not even local talent. I think he faced Sean Maluda in one of these matches, who's not local.
1: But um, I remember Cole wrestling him. But yeah, uh, yeah. But I gotta say, Adam Cole. I uh, if right. I say Cole, yeah. I think of the other.
0: But he. But is getting some easy wins, which yep. I like to see. Was that
1: that the, the third, third thirty-second win? Was yeah. that the one you are talking I, I about? Think it, I think it might have been this one. <laughs> oh, that's the one you picked for his uh, playlist oh, right. recently. Yeah. Oh, you are just saying that because your buddy's with him now. Right. <laughs> okay.
0: But no, I do like it because we, <laughs> I made the joke about the thing where you have to beat Cassius Ono in the the video game. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, we that was that was all of like almost all of last month. Yeah, but. <laughs> I
0: like seeing gets get some wins back because yeah. I, I think he's lost a lot of his luster because he's, he is that build-up guy. He is that guy he's the who makes other guys look good. Yes. And I think he, he still can do it. He can still hit people really, really hard, yes. and it's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, he, he fought that capoeira guy I forget his name oh, That was so fun It was like the Indiana Jones thing With the with the, the dude doing the, the sword of stuff And he just shoots him Like yeah. that's what it was Like his elbow was the gun And yeah. just like smashed that guy It was that, so good That
1: was the one I was thinking of Yeah because yeah. I don't He didn't run through Rick Ramirez But he ran through right. that guy Yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: But anyway, on that same show, it was the main event was a number one contender match for the for Shayna Baszler's uh, NXT Women's Title. Yeah,
1: triple threat. Yeah,
0: triple threat, Nikki Cross, Candice LeRae, and Kairi Sane. Yes. I thought that was a really good match. I thought they all brought something different, obviously, because they're really different people yeah. and they have really different styles, but they all worked together super duper well yeah. and created this really fun thing to watch. Yeah.
1: And the X-factor Shayna Baszler on color with her feet up on the table yeah being that character that we we really have responded to now she's gotten a lot
0: better on the mic i think she's still Mm. i think when she has other people to bounce off of she's good when she's in there by herself it's still a little like "Mm, i don't know if i buy it so much yeah but i do like her when she gets in the ring none of that really matters because because she can sell it all there yeah but, yeah. is the
1: I, Chili Palmer method. Yeah, right. Like, you don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I like
0: seeing Candice LeRae kind of come into her own now. She's getting away from Gargano as far as, like, she's not...
1: Oh, wait, he's still crazy. Yeah, but she's
0: not, like, living vicariously. She's not... Using him to boost herself. She's yeah. actually getting in the ring and wrestling. And initially she was still affected by the Gargano stuff. Because yeah. she lost that match to Bianca Belair. Yeah. because Because they were putting it over the whole Gargano thing. But now she's away from that.
1: But she's redirecting it in a positive way. Yeah, and that's yeah. where I see the character going. And see, so. I
0: just don't like it when, like, w- the women, it happened with Brie Bella. It happened with Nikki Bella. It happens with anyone who has a relationship on the show, which a lot of the women do, historically. hmm they're always feel like they're second to the male superstar and they're the story is the male superstars and they're just reacting to it i like it when they pull away from that and have their own stuff
1: yeah i feel like historically they probably just told them when you're out there he's out there even if he's not out there he's out there yeah that's so what it is. I'm glad that's
0: kind of changing. I'm glad that's yeah. changing for Candace Lorraine because yeah. she can go in there and she can fight anyone.
1: Yeah. So. And these are the top three names. This isn't even one of those things where, we're like, well, they left out such and such. These are the top three yeah. contenders yeah. for Shayna, for sure. And that's Bianca not... Belair
0: was supposed to be in it and she got injured.
1: She got injured. And then she, while she was injured, she went ahead and got married. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty cool.
0: So, and yeah, because she did that thing from her honeymoon yeah. where she's like, I should have been in there. Yeah. But I think the. She's not she quite is, there yet. No, she wouldn't have won the match. No. She's fun to watch, she's but she's natural. not at the same level as the the three women in this match.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think it would have. She would have stuck out in a bad way in that yeah. match, and they need to they need to keep keep the uh, pace with her that they have right now, protecting her yeah. flaws and just having her. She's developing all the time. Obviously, yeah. she's in that system, so. Yeah, because she would have been outclassed by all three of these yeah. women at this point. Yeah. That's not a knock on her. Like I said, she's a natural. Yeah. But she would have been outclassed in this match. So I'm yeah. glad she wasn't in it, actually. Yeah, Nikki Cross, super fun, coming off that shit-hot title match at NXT. Yeah. Kyrie Sane, who needs the rub, uh, in a sense, because she's been on TV way less than any of these other women. Yeah. Like, she has not been super visible in NXT. No. And it's that thing where... You know, it's almost like sh- what Shayna has said about her is kind of coming true in a sense that, like, you know, she's a one-hit wonder. Yeah. And, well, yeah, they really, she really hasn't done much. They haven't so done she, much with her. I think yeah, the... Beating Lacey Evans is not getting on her Christmas card. No,
0: I, that helped her for sure because it showed a different side of her. It showed the angry side of Kyrie. Sane, yeah. which after this match, we saw a little bit more of that when yeah. in interactions that she had with Shayna Baszler. But yeah. there's also the doubt in there too because Kyrie sane hasn't done as much Shayna baszler came in and just like juggernauted through the, the whole division yeah. whereas Kyrie sane beat baszler initially but she hasn't she's won a lot of matches but she hasn't had that it doesn't seem like they've put in her character like the drive to rise to the top she's yeah. just kind of been out there have fun happy to be here ha- yeah exactly which you know that's cool for a while but if yeah. you keep doing that you're gonna get passed by
1: yeah they like I said, we they need to stop making me like Shayna in certain spots. Yeah, right. I still haven't watched the up up down down just because of what you said about it. Oh yeah, that she she's, comes she's off cool. well in it. Yeah, and then she shows up to the contract signing in a kiss T-shirt, and I'm yeah. like, stop it, just stop doing this.
0: <laughs> it's tough, like the up up down down stuff. Like the he he's kind of ruining some of the heels. Like <laughs> she she came off really well. Like um Ruby Riot, I lo- we both love Ruby Riot, yeah. but she was like super nerdy, like nerding out over like golden girls and um <laughs> something like captain crunch or some kind of sir i can't remember what no french toast crunch she didn't know what it was she didn't know what existed ah, and There was that. like there was like a follow-up where xavier like gave her a box and she's freaking
1: out backstage wow, so. wow where do you find that yeah <laughs> yeah maybe they sent one to him yeah yeah one last thing about Shayna. uh i found out recently there was some like mma statistician that dana brooke yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure this person on Twitter that is positioning themselves right. as a UFC authority, sure. but it's like it's not even just UFC. It's MMA sure. all across the board. The history of mixed martial arts mm-hmm. as a competition in America, especially. But camp with a really interesting stat is that there's only one person in the history of MMA that won with this one particular submission. It was like a Cobra twisting locker or something like that. That's like a sleeper cobra it, twist. Yeah, I think so. The first person to win with it was Shayna Baszler. Hmm. And she's the only one to do it twice. Wow. And this was like 12 years ago. Yeah. Wow. So like she she made some uh, like whether or not anyone knew at the time, she made history right then and there. Yeah. But now they're saying she only done twice. And then I, I don't know if this is right. I, I really want to do some more research on this. But according to her wiki page, which is where we all go for, you know, all the truths, sure. but they said that she's the only certified American woman that's certified in catch wrestling because of her, the time she spent with Billy Robinson. I
0: remember seeing someone, maybe someone mentioned it, or maybe I saw that on, because I go to the wiki pages a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting to me.
1: I was like, does that, is that right? That does, yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound right, but when I think yeah. about it, like any of the women that are getting into MMA probably started more in the boxing gyms or even in the martial arts gyms some of them maybe even just started because of self-defense classes yeah and they went that route they went the martial arts route maybe shana is the lone wrestling wolf in women's mma because you don't hear about any of the other ones right everybody else ronda comes from a a martial arts background too but she also she she got into submission wrestling because like Shana people like I think people like Shana probably did have an influence on her when it came to that plus she's a fan of pro wrestling yeah but Ronda didn't train with Billy Robinson that's fucking money yeah that'll get you by in any bar that would know (laughs) anything about that (laughs) right any 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 club any secret handshake Billy Robinson is an icon a god in fighting of any style you know you say that name it's like woof. yeah you know in certain circles, that's like, saying Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson or right. something. I mean, it's so I didn't know that about her. So that was, you know, and I hate, I almost hate finding out about right. those things right now. Yeah. Like, wait for the book. Right. <laughs> you know, not right now when I need to hate her. Right. Okay, but that's all I got to say about her about that. <laughs>
0: but yeah, so we do know the number one contender going into over. We won't spoil it here if you haven't seen it, but yeah, go check out that match. So that was number one of our three-way tie so far that we're maybe yeah. gonna maybe break yeah but 205 live unsurprisingly had yeah. the other two matches yeah. so the
1: bread of the show was i mean you know the middle was a squash yeah but the first match and the last match wow
0: so for me i liked the first match it was tjp well i liked all the matches right but i picked tjp versus noem dar yes for a few reasons So for the first reason I think Noam Dar is great I love him I was really sad When he got injured Yeah I was super excited When he came back At the NXT UK thing And Or the UK tournament The tournament into yeah. the NXT UK thing Yeah And he, The previous I think it was the previous week Where he had his return match On 205 Live And he beat TJP In like Less than a minute Yeah And So this was their rematch And, and I thought
1: TJP was leaving I really thought he was legit Just gonna go really? to one of the other shows Yeah, yeah. I really did
0: But to me, I like what they're doing with TJP. The whole, like, I'm better than this, but he's saying that, but people don't know if they should believe it or not. Yeah. But he's really stepping up, like, a lot of the technical aspect of his matches. I think, I feel like it's more so than he has been doing. Okay. Um, And this was one of those matches that showed it. There was another match, I think it was the week after, that showed a lot of that, too. But Mm -hmm. in this match... He so Noam Dar had a knee injury was the thing that he went out with, and so TJP just worked over that knee like yeah. the whole time. I
1: say good for him because his finisher the knee bar. you right. That, that's a good hat yeah, you exactly, do. Yeah.
0: So it kind of fell into place for him. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it was a little bit. It wasn't the same emotion as the Undisputed Era Mustache Mountain thing. Well, sure, sure. But it was that thing where you could see Noam Dar like kind of start to hesitate when he started attacking the knee, yeah. and so he really sold it like super duper well. But yeah, so the way this match ended up was just super great and super compelling to me for both guys, yeah. because Noam Dar looked like he was going right back up in Supernova, but he gets stopped by TJP, who you can't really tell what's going to happen with him. Yeah. Looks like he's getting into a feud with Drake Maverick at times, because yeah. they do a lot of stuff on
1: Twitter, and actually, Drake and, Russell, and So, I mean, yeah. that that could be something down It might the road. be. I
0: don't know if I want to see that, necessarily. I, I think Drake Maverick's great, yeah. but I, I like the fact that he is saying that he wants it to be about the roster and he's sticking to it at least at this point which is something that we've talked about the smackdown guys didn't do (laughs) right none of the gms really do. well yeah they they were like basing their idea (laughs) on it but yeah so that was my match of the night but you had a different one
1: well i mean you know my good friend leo rush he uh yeah he comes in and he's you know, they it's it's the atypical two hundred five debut lately. Let's get yeah. him in the ring with some local talent, and yeah. for better or worse. But you know, if you're great, you can have a good match with anybody. And I think it's
0: good for him because he does have a style that people aren't used to necessarily because yeah. he is so fast and yeah. it's it's, it's a not se- like it's a
1: self defense style. It's, it's right. catch me yeah. if you can. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's catch me what if you can he that, yeah can yeah, catch as me catch yeah. can yes, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's. No one's ever really done that before yeah. without doing it by accident, almost. Yeah, like, right. you know, there's cat and mouse matches, but, you know, Leo is the ultimate mouse. Yeah. Like, and I love how obnoxious he is. He yeah. didn't show this personality on the indie circuit. Yeah. Um, you know, he was yeah. pretty humble, actually. That I, was his bit. He was a humble underdog. Yeah, I saw some had... of his
0: ROH matches, and yeah, he didn't do that. At yeah.
1: All. Great underdog ability. Yeah. And now he's really found something yeah it's very much mvp-esque yeah you know and i think that's a great tribute but yeah Yeah. his his style is his own and we love akira tozawa to death Mm -hmm. you know ever since ever since we found him at dragon gate chris found him first definitely i remember
0: i remember his first matches like progressing from a young boy to an actual wrestler like that was one of my favorite stories in dragon gate when i was watching it because that was around 2007 or so and he was pudgy like, he was a pudgy young boy in the yeah. black trunks and he never won and he would get super duper pissed yeah. and he eventually when he had that first win i was so happy that's like, awesome
1: yeah. i didn't even know that yeah. like, that's so cool and uh so i was really excited about the leo akira match i felt like it didn't let me down it kind of went the way i thought it was going to mm. uh without spoiling it but uh yeah and i i I feel like the DJP match was kind of the same way for different reasons, but, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, those two were so good. I, I really had a hard time picking it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you think that's a push? Just give it to the ladies?
0: I think it kind of is. I think that all of those guys will have better matches. Sure. Even against each other. I think okay. when, yeah, I could see... Well, I know we're going to get a Tozawa-Rush match again. Yeah. And TJP Star Dis- seems like a no-brainer, yeah. too.
1: Despite what Leo Rush says, we will right. probably get a rematch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing about him. Even his speech inflection is so good. Right. And perfectly obnoxious. <laughs> right. I am I, such a Leo Rush nerd. <laughs> and it's hard not to be. He's a nice guy, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a, he's a great dick.
0: He gets a, he gets a lot of hate online. Oh, good. Uh, good. Uh, but I do think the ladies did show... They each showcased themselves super well in that match. They Mm -hmm. brought themselves into it, and it worked really well as one whole thing. So I think, yeah, I think that's match of the week.
1: And the other thing that's great about that is that no matter who won, Shayna would probably still be scared about any of them. Whether she puts on that front or not, she would be legit fearful of her title, no matter who won. That's another thing that makes that a great match. Because you kind of almost have your number one number two number three going into any of those matches but i didn't really have one for that i was just able to enjoy it yeah so that, that definitely helped too all right man yeah. it's a long month <laughs>
0: yeah we did before we moved to week four styles wrestled Friday almost that week on smackdown
1: i got a story about that okay so a little behind the scenes i watched this entire last week of july today as of <laughs> recording so i was a little behind that's great. okay what I did was I just happened to be, and this is the thing that Hulu does, and they they their ads are like two minutes long now. It's so <laughs> maddening, like ninety seconds to two minutes. Sure. So I'll just you know, as you know, my brain kind of latches onto the millennial brain sometimes. Like if there's an ad, I'm I'm out. <laughs> um, and so I pull up the phone, go through the dirt sheets, you know, just catching up, catching up on everything because I'm like, okay, I'm around here right now. Sure. Let me catch up to the news stories, and I saw, oh, cool. Well, AJ Styles has been in WWE for like two and a half years now. It's high tide for a box set. Mm -hmm. So, why not? You have one every year, as Mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned. But it's like, okay, AJ Styles is getting his first WWE box set. And how cool is that to say out loud? Yeah, that's cool. And then I went through the match listing. I was like, okay, legit, cool, cool. He doesn't win all these. This is neat, Mm -hmm. you know. Oh, he wins all of these. Okay. (laughs) Last match on there was AJ Styles versus Andréa Cianomas. (laughs) So, I literally found out about that match two minutes before it happened i didn't right. even know it was booked that's funny and i was just like all right we're in for a good match <laughs> now how could it not yeah. be it's gonna be on the friggin' dvd as the closer nonetheless that's awesome you know i mean that made me smile and i'm like of course styles almas is gonna be great yeah it was really good so yeah good one and so that's how good those other matches were that yeah. that wasn't our match of the week what all right They'll have better matches with each other too, which say, is scary.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have amazing matches yeah. in the future with,
1: with Old Man AJ versus yeah, right. all these other guys, yeah. all these young whippersnappers that are gonna try to take his spot. Right, and he's like, "Get out of the way, old man!" Right. He's like, "God damn it, I run this place," <laughs> with his like bald head on the top right. of his really nice hair on the bottom. He's gonna have the best it's gonna have burner the, ever.
0: He's gonna have the long hair, the the, the Hogan bald head thing yeah. going on.
1: He's gonna start wearing a, a bandana. Yeah. But yeah, like. I look forward, I remember saying this whenever Jericho debuted, I goes, I, I I look forward to when Chris Jericho is the old man of pro wrestling. Yeah. And he kind of almost is now. Yeah. I look forward to AJ and Cesaro and Daniel right. being the old men. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, those are, you know, those were as good as gorgeous George, as right. my grandfather <laughs> used to say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not hypocritical either. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like it won't be. Yeah. So there <laughs> the old man stuff makes me think of something uh pd williams said on art of wrestling like years ago and he goes uh he was like what what are the things do you have in mind you know for your life or your career or whatever and pd goes i just want to be around long enough to be an old man with kids that have kids so i can sit around and watch wrestling with my grandkids one day and then lo and behold this guy will pull off a Canadian destroyer and I'll be like, Ha-ha, Hey, your grandpa invented that move. They'd be like, Sure, grandpa, sure, you did. Nice, all right, <laughs> and there's the rub. <laughs> so,
0: week four, um, some stuff happened on week four. There were, of course, 205 Live and NXT, I think, had some great matches. I will say that. Andrade Almas again had my favorite match on SmackDown.
1: That was fun, man. Yeah, I love I love these two being like, what a great first feud for Almas. Yeah, you know, and I in a spot where I don't see it just him steamrolling over Rusev. Right. Good rivalry though. Yeah. Really excited about this. It's still unraveling as of this recording, of course. Yeah. But yeah, fun stuff.
0: And the tag tournament for the number one contenders for the bludgeon brothers started that week yes yeah. i mean I, you can barely call it a tournament if it's three matches but still
1: i feel like they're building up they're still building up the the, the bludgeon's haven't had to wrestle this yeah. whole month really but i like that they're really just telling this every time they they face each other before they yeah. face the camera you know the, right. the typical bludgeon brothers backstage thing you know yeah. they do the face mm-hmm. face out well, as soon as they do the profile at the beginning, I just think it's the Freddy versus Jason poster because yeah. isn't <laughs> that it that is. no matter who wins, we all lose. Right. <laughs> so that's exactly how they are and how they should be going into this. Yeah. And they even said it. Whoever wins this is just going to get killed by us. I don't yeah. know what you're really doing here. I mean, you're just you're just wasting time yeah. for the inevitability. And that's all we've been led to believe this year, as it concerns anybody that steps to the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. But that being said, loving the tournament.
0: I, this is what I was talking about when I was saying that the SmackDown tag teams were taking the spotlight back. Cause it, I did pick Rusev versus Almas as my match for that SmackDown. But the series of matches that they've had in this little mini tournament have been mind-blowingly great. Yeah. Like, they're so good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that was the other, like I was really looking forward to the New Day-Sandy match. But it was almost like I think I overbuilt yeah. it. It wasn't as good as the table match. Yeah. It's a different kind of match but it still wasn't as good. they didn't get enough time. I just didn't think they get enough time in that particular match yeah. for me to be like, Oh, I can't wait to see that again down the road. And it,
0: it gets better. Like each week, the, those tag matches get better. Oh so, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I'm, I'm already, I, I have not seen this week's. Yeah. I'm not August in yet, I think, yeah. but I, yeah. We'll You're talk about that it. other one. We'll You're talk about that other one it. in yeah. a little bit, but man, <laughs>
0: this was also the SmackDown with the Miz baby. So <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, have the yeah. Miz
1: baby. Yeah. So, um, and uh, I'll just say, Ty, Ty Dillinger still deserves better.
0: Yeah, I think his segments with R-Truth are funny. They are. Um, I think R-Truth is hilarious yeah. still, because it's not overdone. But yeah, Ty Dillinger deserves better. He deserves something. I'm going to say that know? every
1: show until yeah. <laughs> until they figure it out.
0: But... So the best stuff, of course, like I said, 205 Live and NXT. This was another one where I think we had a little bit difficult time picking the best match out of the two main events.
1: Yeah, we'll start with the 205 match. Yeah. So you got the the top four believable legit contenders for Cedric Alexander. Uh, at least I think they are. Yeah. Uh, and Hideo Itami, Mustafa Ali, TJP, and Drew Gulak. All due respect right now to Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali. They've done enough stuff. Uh, buddy murphy especially, especially since he's not in this four-way yeah. they are going to be fine yeah even if even if neither of them get a title match for another few months they're going to be fine they can yeah. coast off of this series for the rest of the year yeah and still be fine but um i, I really i'm not going to spoil the finish but my pick one <laughs> nice i was very excited about who won the match but Even if anybody in here had won, I'd still be fine with it because they're all great. And I also, on principle, really love this match because this is not a stereotypical WWE Fatal 4-Way match. Just on the base surface that it is not two good guys against two bad guys. Right. It was three bad guys versus one good guy. That's how like wonderfully hyped and shit hot Mustafa Ali is, is that man, he really is the beating heart of two Oh five live because we've got him in there with three surgeons, right? (laughs) Let's see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) That's really what the match was for me. And they played it off that way completely throughout the first act, especially, you know, of course, like anything, it'll break down, but there was still always that, Man, we really gotta look at Ali here. Yeah. Just keep paying attention to Ali. <laughs> like oh, right. they kept trying to figure him out. It was just fun. It well, was and, just a super cool match.
0: And Ali has had history with at least two of those guys. Yeah. I mean, Atami was the one that they ruined the stuff earlier and he wanted his revenge on that. Yeah. And him and Gulak had that great thing from I guess it was probably last year. Yeah. Or so. Um and i'm really on to tjp like i want to see him rise i do i I think i I know you're a huge fan of his you were a huge fan of his before before the classic yeah yeah.
1: and i just it was it's the cruiserweight classic is still one of the greatest things wwe ever did ever if you've never seen it go watch it no okay sorry
0: but to me tjp stood out a lot because he was doing he was going up particularly against like gulak and itami and doing what they do best and meeting him, like, matching him with it. So when he yeah. would go up against Gulak, he would, they were getting into these technical things. And they had some great sequences in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Just them two trading holds and, and going to stalemates and things and wrapping each yeah. other up. But then he would stand up with a Tommy and they would trade strikes and yeah. things like that. So I thought he... I thought everybody did what they do best. Ali survived and was the heart and, like, did what he could to to rise up from... Getting beat up a lot because that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. Gulak was great technically. Atami was great with strikes and things. And then TJP was kind of in there doing all of it. Yeah. So and it, I like in these multiple man matches. I think they should put TJP in all of them because at <laughs> one point he's always going to wrap up like two or three people all at the same time. Yeah. I
1: thought about that one he did like a few months ago. Yeah. But I'm still I still think about that yeah. when I'm thinking about best matches yeah. of the year so far. But... And it doesn't
0: feel too hokey either. It it doesn't feel like it's super set up all the time. It, it feels. Yeah. Sort of organic, getting into it.
1: Sort of, yeah. I I don't mean to sound cynical here. I just really hope that that's one of what TJP's legacy will be. Mm-hmm. I really hope that he will be seen as the hybrid wrestler that he truly is. Yeah. And I feel like he's the perception on him is not that sad. No. Yeah. With most of the fans and even The Office probably... They see him as a flyer. But, God, he's he's so much more than that. He's he's as much of a hybrid wrestler as Gulak is. Gulak can fly, but he chooses not to. TJ does all of it, and he's just one of the most well-rounded guys they have in that company, period. But it doesn't seem like they know it.
0: And that's the tough thing is, like, they still build up 205 Live for people who aren't watching 205 Live with the flying and stuff. Like, because they'll say... Uh, Braun Strowman did a dropkick, he flies like a cruiserweight. Or when they see the the smaller guys doing the high-flying stuff, they'll say, this is what 205 Live is all about, even on the show. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not. Like, go back to the cruiserweight classic again, and they said, that's not what this is about. These guys do every single style in the world, and they do it the best in the world. But when it comes to 205 Live, even their own announcers say like, hype the flying as the thing that is 205 live so yeah. it's doing them a disservice yeah. there's a lot of disservice to the the cruiser rates
1: oh i wish there was a way for them to be able to like crash the major right shows during the week legitimately There should as they're a supposed bit. to be on raw yeah well like not not even just competing yeah. but like showing like i bought a ticket yeah and they're holding up 205 signs yeah. or like you know like when when that stupid california fed tried to crash ecw yeah. like like that make it seem like they're not supposed to be they there. They should do
0: it. TJP has talked about it. He should yeah. just do it. They should let them do that. Yeah. I think people would... Our ex- title,
1: our, our main title is defended on our show. Right, yeah. Do you do that on Raw? Right. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't do it. Like they need to build off that too. Yeah. And they're, they, I like that they're able to get AJ's title over, you know, yeah. the good title right. over because of Brock Lesnar not being there. Yeah. But they should also say that on 205 and they should also yeah. say that on NXT because those where the title matches are. And they, especially they, on yeah, two hundred
0: five, I think that because they're they're at SmackDown anyway, they're all there. Yeah, I think they would. I think that show is more conducive to allowing those guys to do something like that and have it be accepted because it does. It is the wrestling show still. I think yeah. um, the more the more entertaining wrestling show, in my yeah. opinion, for sure.
1: Yeah, and, if if they're coming, if they're doing a two shot thing, yeah, like they did this this year in Dallas. Yeah. I went to SmackDown. I didn't go to Raw. Right. So I knew I was gonna get two hundred five. Also,
0: have TJP go up there and challenge Rusev, or have him go up there and, and challenge someone like that. Yeah. he'll lose, but it'll be a great match. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, this guy's pretty good. You yeah, know.
1: I don't and like know. he does it for a few times, and then it's finally like, okay, if you don't win, you're banned, right? Like for life. And yeah. people might actually think, oh, he might actually get banned. Yeah, but then he pulls that knee bar out of nowhere, and Rusev right. actually has to give up.
0: And I, selfishly, I just kind of want him to do it because I want to see Daniel Bryan mixed up with some of those guys oh, too. Like, come he's on. So good.
1: I think weight wise he can. Yeah, but they, yeah. they'll never say they, that.
0: Yeah, they won't because there's still there's still that dividing line between yeah. like the it's, weight divisions. Yeah. Like, is
1: Ty Dillinger uh, under 205?
0: He might be. He's probably pretty close. Ugh.
1: Okay, that was my second Ty Dillinger. on the <laughs> <one>. <laughs> uh,
0: But so I think that as good as that match was, I think kind of have to go importance kind of trumps things in this case. Yeah, we because, built this
1: during WrestleMania House Show. This yeah. is... If if there's one of those things where both these matches are really good, the tiebreaker, if there has to be one, is historical significance. Yeah. So, we got it.
0: Yeah, on NXT, I think I don't think it's a let's spoil it because yeah. they
1: spoiled it before it happened. Right.
0: Yeah, I already knew going into it. I did watch it later than it, I didn't watch it as it aired, yeah. but they knew it was going to get out because these are taped. These are pre-taped. Yeah. And Tommaso Ciampa defeated Alistair Black. On NXT, on the weekly show for the title, and he's the new champ.
1: Yes, it was a really good match. He's the new Champa. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Been waiting (laughs) weeks to do that,
0: but and it it's the thing where like the Gargano Champa story, which is probably the best thing that NXT is doing this year, most compelling. Yeah, and it's bleeding over into these different things, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel forced. It's it's taking it's this. Big thing that's just kind of eating up anything it touches. Sure. Like
1: and the writing on the wall was there during takeover. Yeah, because what closed the show? Yeah, you absolutely. Know, Alistair Alistair Black versus Lars Sullivan did not close yeah. that show. Yeah, I even had a cool bit where I had it booked where it went at the beginning of the show and yeah. it would have worked out like right. old school ECW. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it 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 needed to happen at yeah. this point, and how they just how ha- like, we can obviously spoil the fi- the 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 winner, but yeah. not the finish because sure. just the way it worked out was so well done, and just another chapter in this great story. Like you already said, it's and- like the the
0: you remember Katamari Damacy? It's like <laughs> when they's rolling the ball. This is <laughs> yeah. that's that's Champa and Gargano. They're rolling this ball in NXT, and they're just picking everything up as they go with it. <laughs> and Champa just picked up the title on his Katamari ball. So yeah, but it's because. It's just taking over everything, and I think it yeah. deserves it. And I mean, it, like to me, the fact that Ciampa won before Gargano did, and Gargano had that amazing match that I still talk about with Almas yes. in January that still may be my favorite match of the year. It Could still be. might be. But Ciampa won the title first. That's something that Gargano is never going to be able to get back. Exactly. And it adds that layer of tragedy to this thing. But at the same time, you have Alistair Black, who... Yeah. You've talked about his story a lot, and just even in NXT, is this guy that everybody loves, but he's getting oh, no, I wouldn't say overshadowed, but he can't contain this thing that's yeah. coming at him.
1: No, it's too big. It's too big for everything yeah. right now. They had to involve him, yeah, in some way or another. Whoever I'm not to say, this has got to be Hunter's bit. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, if, if he has say over anything in NXT, it's got to be the main match, yeah. like the titles where they go yeah but whoever came up with how to work that in just great give that person a 10 year contract it's (laughs)
0: really cool because it feels like they have looking back it feels like they've kind of been planning this a little bit
1: and we would never know
0: because black was supposed to have that match was it with gargano but champa attacked him beforehand and that was kind of like the foreshadowing of things to come i guess because you saw champa up on the truck looking down with Alistair Black was down there as well. Mm-hmm. That led to that match with Eric Young, but still, it's still that you see those those worlds colliding. Mm-hmm. Really, it's like watching planets collide. It just <laughs> yeah. takes so long, but when it finally gets there.
1: Yeah. So. I don't think it hurt Alistair in the least, either. He's just a, yeah. Anytime you can make some... This is the epitome of still keeping him uh, as a strong looker. Yeah. He was a victim of circumstance. Yeah, And he'll be fine. Yeah. I think he'll be totally fine. Yeah. So, if anything, I thought they were just going to call him up because he's so good. Right.
0: I want to see him, because I think he's injured now. Yeah. he He's out of it the... It was supposed to
1: be a triple threat, wasn't it? Yeah. A takeover? It was
0: for, initially announced as a triple threat, but he's out of it now. And that's kind of crazy. Like, the, the takeover match, Aleister Black isn't going to be in it. It's going to be Ciampa and Gargano. That,
1: that's not ideal. Yeah. And I, isn't that weird saying that now? Yeah. Now that they've done all this, yeah. and now we don't get it, it's... I mean obviously hell hell man I mean you know we're definitely nitpicking if we're not totally excited about oh yeah Gargano you have to be real cynical fucker to not be excited about Ciampa Gargano yeah. 3 or 4 or whatever right. it is but yeah, it's unfortunate because now Black has been inserted exactly. and now he's not anymore. And, and that that's sucks. the thing.
0: It adds even more to the story. There's that other layer because now Alistair Black has legitimate gripes against both of these guys. Yeah. So that when he comes back, whoever it is, is the champ at the time. Yeah, because he knocked like,
1: the F out of yeah, Gargano. Exactly. <laughs> I love that.
0: And with the way Gargano's been acting, we've talked about what he did with EC3, like, you kind of want to see Gargano get put in his place a little bit, knock some sense back into him and have Gargano be the ultimate baby face that he was at the beginning of the year. Yeah. He did get beat a lot at the beginning of the year, but he did beat Champa at the beginning of the year too. But now he's this super angry guy, and you feel bad for him because you know that's not who he is. Yeah, and it's already pu- it's kind of pushing Candace Lerae away from him because yeah. when he started doing that, is when she started distancing herself. So there's all these things; it's all over the place.
1: I always I, I wonder lately is because I, I think we even mentioned this on the show a few months ago. Is that uh, X Pac, who's always great for a story and a quote on yeah. his show, uh, he talked about that text exchange he had with Hunter mm. after that almost match. He goes. Dude, Gargano is the best white meat baby face I've seen in forever. Yeah. Like maybe since Backlund. Yeah. Because he's like he's just one of those guys. He yeah. doesn't have a gimmick. He's just a great wrestler. Yeah. And you believe him and you love him and you always want him to win. Yeah. I think ever since then it's almost like it's like, Okay, well let's challenge this. I mean, let's right. see how far we can take him out of that zone. Yeah. And you know, I don't think he needs to prove anything so much, yeah. but I think they're just trying to find out what kind of diversity he has for when they gotta sell it to the old man. You know, yeah, because for now they still have to.
0: Well, and it makes the character more interesting too. Because you know. if you don't overcome that adversity, and adversity doesn't just have to be this maniac psycho killer <laughs> trying to beat you all the time, <laughs> right? But it's, it doesn't hurt either. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's infecting himself. And if he is that ultimate baby face, then that he's like falling to the dark side right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. You and he's go. got to he's got to purge that somehow. Yeah. Hopefully, it's I mean, whether it's because he's already made uh, Chompa bleed like. A lot, yeah. which was by mistake, but yeah. it still happened. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how they resolve this, yeah. you know. And I think that's the thing is I don't know exactly where they're going to go with it. I feel like at some point they're going to have to pull one of them up or pull both of them. Like they're going to have to separate. Like them. I said,
1: when they main roster them, they got to go to different yeah. shows. They just have to. Yeah. I mean, just, for a while at yeah. least, maybe a couple of years, a year. I mean,
0: I felt the same way about like Sami Zayn and, and Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens too. Yeah, but exactly. they always. End managed, up on the same show.
1: They managed to find each other. Yeah. It's been a crazy people we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited because, at least as far as I could tell, Alicia Fox got her second Raw win of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it was a good way to get over to week five. Okay, yeah. Alicia Fox beating Natalia, yeah. who, uh, you know, permanent respect. And uh, I, I liked that this is what you need to do whenever you have these other elements involved because... Yes, Natalia has that direct link to Rhonda because they've already said that from day one that they are associated. But Alexa just out of the blue like being like, okay, well, Mickey's hurt or something or whatever, so I picked you. And then she manipulates her into being her friend in 30 seconds because... That's probably about right for Alicia. Right. Well, I liked it when... <laughs> but then she immediately... I forget
0: exactly what Alexa was saying. She's but, a cat. Yeah, yeah. But then she gave... She, like, let Alicia talk, and she was saying all this weird... Stuff, and Alexa's, like, giving her the side eye. Like, what yeah. is she talking about? But she knew she couldn't say anything because she wanted her to go yeah. take the beating for her.
1: Yeah. So I just... I loved every, everything about all of those segments involving... Alicia, Alexa, Natalia and Rhonda yeah. were the only parts I really liked 100% about that raw as sure. far as like that's that's some good story right there. I agree. That that's yeah. in, that's intriguing. I am even more so despite everything we said about the Sasha Bailey thing. Yeah. I really dig this build. They they this is her first good storyline that involves her being in the women's division for Rhonda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, not anybody else. Everybody else has been okay. But this is Rhonda's first real thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it, it's it's being well done. Whoever they're like they're looking after it, you know, like mm. they're making sure that this is not going to be stupid television. Yeah. And so they're making an exception on raw. Like this has to be good. <laughs> That's how I feel like <laughs> this it's going on. Yeah. Like oh, just, you know, I talked about Monday Night Mechanics in the past and Monday Night yeah. Murders. Those things are all still in effect right now. Yeah. You can always count on Ziggler, Rollins, McIntyre, and any combination of that to put on a damn fine wrestling match.
0: They're going to be in the best match of Raw every single week. Yeah. One of those people.
1: Um, And then you have a different slant on something that I know it's been bothering me, and I know it's really been bothering you this year, is um, this Constable Corbin thing. (laughs) Uh and uh, hey, by the way, Constable Corbin is definitely more entertaining than Baron Corbin. I'll give you that. On yeah, some level, it it kind of it kind of has to be. It's
0: a trade off because we see him more now.
1: Sure, or... but and easy to hate, of course. Yeah. Not a fan at all. Still, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm backing off of hating Baron right. Corbin. <laughs> but that's not the real issue here. Yeah. The real issue here is the execution of this booking. Yeah. And I know you have. I know you wanted to talk about this a little bit, Chris. So, Chris, yeah. take it away.
0: Well, I think for that raw in particular, like I actually thought that the Balor Corbin match was the better match, best match of the night. Yeah. Um, despite Baron Corbin being in it, um, I do not like the Baron Corbin won the match. I do not like. Th- there was no reason to have this because Balor already beat Corbin at the pay per view. Right, they still continued the feud for whatever reason.
1: Merely just because of words being said and things he's doing yeah. backstage. It's like that's it. That's the only way he was able to keep his feud.
0: It's like where does where does this go? If one guy already definitively cleanly beats a guy, but yet you decide to continue the feud like it didn't happen. Like where does that? Where do you? Where's the
1: end game for that? Maybe he's just gonna lose his uh, deputization. You know they're maybe. gonna have a stip match. Like, maybe um, if Finn Balor wins, then he'll finally get a title match again. Yeah, I guess <laughs> if Baron Corbin loses, he's no longer the constable, right. And he's gonna be Banker Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs>
0: just the, a thought. <laughs> the bigger thing for me is oh, it's good word. This feud aside, is well not aside, but this particular instance aside, is that it bugs me that in 2018, like after we've had champions like Eddie Guerrero and Shawn Michaels and Daniel Bryan and Rey Mysterio, that we're having feuds based on the size of the wrestlers. We had big cast saying that Daniel Bryan is nothing because he's small.
1: Literally calling him a midget.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, yes, I understand that Daniel Bryan beat the holy crap out of Big Cass every time they got in the ring. Owned him. But that's not the point. We have another feud. Baron Corbin, his whole thing is he doesn't like Finn Balor, and his main argument is because he's a small guy. Yeah. Like, I don't even see Finn Balor as a small guy. Like, he's he's about the same size as, like, Seth Rollins and all these other guys. Maybe a little bit smaller than that, but he's... And that's not... The because point, he has
1: less body fat than all those yeah, guys. That's the other thing about but it. But that's
0: not even the point. I've seen Finn Balor had like the best, most believable match with Braun Strowman that I think he's ever had. Like I believed that Finn Balor could beat Braun Strowman, whereas I haven't seen anyone else be like that. Even Big Show wasn't believable. They're Kevin against. Owens. Yeah. But it really, really bugs me that we have these feuds based on size and that... Even though the Daniel Bryan thing went that way, we know that it went that way because Big Cass was on his way out. He got destroyed when after they already knew that Cass was on his way out.
2: Yeah.
0: In this one, Baron Corbin is getting wins cleanly on Finn Balor, a guy that was the first Universal champ. He was the NXT champ. He's been all around the
1: world. Oh, stop right there. That's the problem, Chris. Okay. If I may. All right. And I will. All right. The size thing is important. I mm. will say in this instance, they believe that size does matter. Right. Because if it didn't... Because they're giving it believability in this feud. Exactly. They're giving the... They're, they're uh, instigating this hate speech, and they're letting it continue. Right Now, this falls in line with... And this, this goes over into the current feud that Daniel has as well with The Miz. Mm. They will take every... And I hate... I know I'm going to sound like the biggest fucking smart mark when I do this, but I, trust me, I'm not, I I hate to sound the Mm. cycle. They will take every opportunity to shit on and be very backhanded about you being popular somewhere else. Mm. This has been going on forever. Yeah, You don't even have to be in the company for them to shit on you, but... It's like okay, you have acceptance and the sense of belonging here, but we will never forget where you came from. And I, I, I really don't see a whole lot of instances where they don't bring that up. There yeah. are very few exceptions, yeah. and people can say, "Oh, well, Hunter came from WCW. Did he? Not really. Not really yeah. I mean, he was there, but he didn't do anything there." Yeah. Okay, an exception would be Steve Austin because he was decently over wherever he went
0: but it, he was he became stone cold in wwe exactly
1: so. so that's the exception to my rule i'm giving here but everybody else yeah whether they say it on tv or not i it, it's it's a real thing yeah because if it wasn't booker t would have beat hunter at wrestlemania sure and he didn't
0: yeah i think that's part of it too i yeah. I mean, you look at someone like AJ Styles, and I was gonna say, well, AJ Styles was super successful. But the thing, like I, when he was in the thing with Cena, there was he was even saying like, I'm been champ all over the world, and they were like shutting yeah. it down. I was like, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. yeah, because like you see what the Miz said about bingo halls, and that's yeah. that's that's the lazy joke that they all like to yeah. make. That is them telling them in real life. Yeah, uh, you know the whole thing about Daniel's contract is up. Uh, coming up, and he hasn't re-signed. And there's some talks about demands and all this other stuff. The Miz just saying Bingo Halls to Daniel Bryan on television, I think, is really unhealthy, and it continues this conversation that I'm having. Saying there's when there's smoke, yeah. there's fire, because they're saying, "Well, you'd be stupid not to re-sign with WWE," and because you'd just be working in high school gyms. And he said that too, oh, and man. Bingo Halls and all this other shit, and they will convince themselves that they're right when they say that. Yeah. Because they want they want them to believe and they want their they want their audience to believe that this is the only place to be. And you cannot sure. look around this entire industry right now and be like if you did, you'd be like you guys are crazy. Yeah. You know the kind of halls you'd play if you were in, you know, new Japan. Okay. You're not playing 20,000 seeders every night, but I'll tell you what, it's the nice, uh, happy medium between wrestling in NXT and wrestling at WrestleMania. Right. And who doesn't want both of those things, honestly? Yeah. So, they're trying to make it seem like you're not going to be playing in front of the crowds. Ergo, you won't be making the same money. Right. Tell you what, your schedule's going to be a whole shit of a lot easier. (laughs) And so, the only thing that they should really ever say is... Impact is a dirty word, I guess, because right. that's the only place I see where you can currently go, and your star and stock might actually fall just because they just haven't been able to make it that viable place that yeah. it probably should be.
2: Yeah,
1: and shame on them for not doing that. You go to Ring of Honor, you're probably going to have them with Japan, and you're going to be able to do that, oh, and yeah, you're going to be have, able right. to go to things like All In and the G1 Climax.
0: They have working relationships with yeah. other companies. Yeah,
1: that's what I was saying. I said this to you the other day. I love one of my rants is running the show along again. I'm sorry, but I don't want CM Punk coming back to the WWE. Yeah. I want him to go back to Ring of Honor and go to Japan also at the same time. Right? Because if he's there, first of all, he can call his own shot. So any any gripes he had about his lifestyle when it was before, let's say if he even cares to come back, he may not. Sure. He probably does it. Sure. But hypothetically, if he went back, the boost he would give. Which means he's definitely going to be making money. Yeah. And everybody's going to benefit from that that's associated with him. Yeah. So you can't tell me that Daniel Bryan wouldn't do the same thing? Yeah. They're pretty even Steven at this point. The only thing that, and I'm not disparaging punk, love punk, the only thing he has on Daniel is the fact that he has a record-breaking title run.
2: Yeah.
1: But Daniel is probably, I mean, Daniel definitely is more popular now. I would have to say, like, as far as, like, he More well-known, for sure. Daniel makes the scene somewhere else, some of them are going to know about it. Yeah. Even if they never sniffed a Japan feed in their life... Right. If Daniel winds up at Wrestle Kingdom next year, he's taken some people with him. Probably a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And they don't want that. That's why they keep saying basketball gyms and high school gyms and bingo halls. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's some places. You might wrestle in someone's backyard still to this day or a birthday party. Yes, it's all there. It's all there. But the other side of it is this guy's a star. It's the same thing with like big bands around major labels going to uh, pledge music and they make so much money because they already have that family. It's the same thing to me.
0: Yeah, and people like the Young Bucks and Omega and Cody and all that have made it viable to not be associated with a big company and make a good living yeah at doing it and yeah yeah, anybody could do it at this point they're
1: really scared right now yeah i mean you know whatever public face they're putting on you know they're concerned ring of honor new japan sold out the garden together in less than an hour all in sold out in minutes yeah it's it's happening and they i'm not saying they don't know what to do but they're—I—I I could tell they're scared now. Finally, sure. for the first time in a long time, they're scared. Because if they—if they weren't, they wouldn't have uh, booked. Uh, uh, who was it? They got booked out. She was an in all-in, and now she's going to be in the classic. And now, oh, Diana Parazo. Yeah, yeah. Diana Parazo. She was all in. Now she's not. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, oh, hey, you want to be in the Mayon Classic? Yeah.
0: So At the same I feel like maybe that Maybe changing a little bit too though At least as far as Something that Vince doesn't have As much of a hold on Because you have like Adam Cole Who defended his title At an Evolve show Yeah So they have, do have relationships With some of those Some stuff You know
1: Right But uh, yeah Evolve has I mean they have ties right now To WWE yeah. So they're not going to do anything Like that to them Sure But they don't have any ties At least financially To Ring of Honor or New Yeah Dream. Yeah Absolutely they should just they should just let it exist and let things happen as they were, and I would just like to see a different not. I don't want to see another Monday Night War. I want I just no, want to man. see both doing well, right? And I want to see people have options.
0: Well, that's the thing is without like, being shitty about it. I was it. talking to you the other day. I discovered that Dragon Gate now has a live streaming service, and I'm like, there's so much wrestling these days. We've talked about it before. We cannot watch all of it, and there's a lot that I want to watch, and there's a lot of great stuff, and. There are options because when I go onto my computer and I'm watching wrestling, the WWE Network isn't more than any of these others. The WWE Network is just another one with my New Japan and my Ring of Honor and my stardom and maybe my Dragon Gate if I decide to spend the money on it. And my progress and my Evolve and my everything else that I want to get. And yeah, yeah. so it's, it's... it, yeah, there's
1: even, there's even the, the fight The yeah. Anthem stuff is yeah. out there The, the global, so global they're all, force, whatever that is It's
0: not like <laughs> one thing at the top And everything else at the bottom anymore As far as the perception for me As someone who does watch a lot online yeah. and, and like that it's The, the levels are evening yeah. out
1: Yeah, I just, I just would hate to think that Older guys, and Hunters I, I know Hunters not this way yeah. Like, overall But like the McMahons like, they don't, they have never known anything else. Sure. yeah, And, and yeah, their whole that. thing is like, you know, of course, you want to put on a strong front. I mean, perception is reality, and I get that part about it. But it's not just the, I mean, your fan base, the people who like all that other stuff, the them being a, quote, minority base is dwindling right now. Yeah. As far as, like, it's not a silent, it's not a vocal minority it's building and it's building and it's building and you better, you better like, choose. You need to acknowledge that before it's too late, no, right? Because the more petty they are about things like that, and the more they say things like that, you know, and then maybe make an exception for a guy like the Miz, because who doesn't love to shit on the Miz no. because he barely paid his dues before he signed it, no, right? You know, Orton's another guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. the guys like that. Okay, but like I said, I think that they do that. Because they've kind of always done that in the past, yeah. And you know, so I, I can't, I can't say that they've evolved like to be the better and bigger man whenever they've done it so much before. Oh no, it yeah. hasn't changed from what they did to Dusty and all the way on. Yeah, so even can, before you all you can all still that.
0: see it. Yeah. And I think, like going all the way back, I think with. <laughs> with... With Valor, yeah, I can see it. I do think maybe I'm coming at it from a bit of the thing where I do feel a little bit uh, of a bias because of the whole cruiserweight thing that I was talking about too, mm-hmm. where they they do have these things where they have these levels, and it, Hideo Itami could be on the main roster and he could do fantastic.
1: Hideo Itami should be fighting Lesnar, right yeah, now.
0: really, like honestly, absolutely. But now since he went, the thing that's what happened with Austin Aries. Is that they put him on 205 Live, boom, perception, cruiserweight, you're never going to win on 205 Live. And I feel that with, I think that's stupid, and mm-hmm. I think it's the wrong thing to do. And the fact that they're doing it with their main roster guys now, too, it feels like they're going backwards. You know, like all this progress that, the like I said, Shawn Michaels, very Mysterio, all those guys made that aren't big, they don't fit the gigantic heavyweight roll Chris Jericho another one huh. like but there's still like can yeah you, but
1: what was he ever gonna
0: do <laughs> can you imagine like <laughs> if his feud with like Batista was based on Chris Jericho being a small guy like
1: <laughs> Chris if, Jericho walked in here and be like whoa what's up Stretch yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so it's it's stupid and I don't like that with the Baron Corbin thing that they're giving that credence by having him by having Balor struggle so much when in NXT he would have destroyed that guy.
2: Yeah.
1: I think he did. He, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. Because Balor
0: was like so... I don't understand what they... Whenever since he came back from his injury, they never got back on board with him. He's
1: still, I mean, it, that this argument will never be over and yeah. we will never shut up about it. And a lot of people will never shut up about Balor it.
0: Balor could be and, the biggest star. He should be the biggest star on yeah. that show. Like him and Rollins yeah. should be the biggest stars on that show. Yeah.
1: But until he gets that title match, yeah. It's like the perception is there that he's a little guy yeah. that's some people like. Right. And they have the next crossover Jeff Hardy world champion on their hands. And I think some people can see that, but apparently not everybody can. Yeah. But he's yeah. such a crossover. That guy, he's already selling shirts hand over fist. Yeah. And he could get into I mean no one's ever gonna get to the Austin Hogan stratosphere. Right. But why not try? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Because man, he'd be doing even that much better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: It just bugs me. Yeah,
1: that's all. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean the invite's there. The Baller Club is for everybody. You just have to <laughs> right. choose to be well, in. Well,
0: it. it's it's not for Curtis Saxel or Bo Dallas. He oh, reviews yeah, them. That that's, right, that's right. Yeah. That lets to the B team. So, yeah.
1: yeah. See, and Corbin should be like hanging out with the B team. Right?
0: <laughs> right. B team is boring to me. Yeah. Like I get it. It's it was funny for like was, a week. Fitz Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It was three days, Chris. Right. By the way. Okay. <laughs> um. So let's wrap this up. I think that was a good thing. I think the the last week, first week, last week of July, first week of August, because it did bleed over with yeah. NXT. Just barely. It mm-hmm. was it was a good week. It wasn't the best week. I don't think. Yeah. I think it was a little bit of a rebuilding thing for NXT, especially yeah. after the series of really great shows. Yeah. This one felt like they were having okay, let's reset cool. and let's build back up again because well, yeah, they're they kind of coasting into the pay per view as yeah, well yeah, so to take over.
1: With the exception of NXT, they're not coasting. They're they're yeah. doing their absolute best. For but takeover. I will
0: I will say that the SmackDown had the best match of the week that week. No, surprisingly, doubt. like not oh. NXT or Two Hundred Five Live. I think this this is a first for a while. Anyway. The best match for me that week was the Usos versus the Bar. That was no so doubt. good. Oh
1: man, uh, the the only only slightly marred by the new day not getting to call the entire match.
0: That made yeah <laughs> I forgot about that. That made me mad. Like they have their own table, they have all the pancakes set up, they have their own headsets, cereal. Had, oh your yeah, cereal too yeah. <laughs> but they had pan- I was like what yeah.
1: But depending on my depending on my mood that day, right. I'm either a pancake or a right. cereal guy. I'm mm-hmm. all encompassing.
0: But they they didn't do it where it was like... They've done it before where they had like all the guys on one feed. Yeah. Where you could hear all six guys at once or yeah. however many because they've done big tables before like
1: the amazing train wreck that was that survivor series year (laughs) right
0: but they set all this up and they have them call the entire match but we hear like 20 seconds of it no man what is the point of that and i don't know if they do it on hulu or not i don't think they do but this was one of those matches on smackdown where two matches a night they have the picture in picture where we saw that entire match but because they had the picture in picture while they had the commercials going Mm -hmm. on i don't know they do that I
1: don't remember seeing that yeah Yeah. I don't know if
0: they because I don't know if you can tell if there's a break or not yeah but so they have this and this is the match that they have them out is the one that they have this big long commercial break where you can't hear the commentary because they're on commercial so and then they only go to them like a couple times so what I was thinking is like the only way that they can make that not be a stupid, horrible decision is to have it when it goes up on the network is to have the option to have one or the other commentary because I want to hear what they
1: said. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to have yeah. Span- If you can get into Spanish or German audio, exactly. or whatever, yeah. and that, that Russian guy looks Asian, <laughs> then. <laughs> <you Pomeranzo>. should- <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, look at that. You're just <laughs> filling all the blanks. But yeah, they definitely need to have that option there yeah. or else it's a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, what's the point? Like, yeah.
1: I, it, I don't know. I can go a step further. I'm all for having guest wrestling, wrestler commentating for every show and make that a network option. But like people... have a guest a week and promote it. Yeah. Because think about this. Those probably aren't going to get a lot of views, those reports right. They're going to get some. I mean, yeah, yeah people, some people get behind. Some people even probably wait. Right. It, let's, say, let's say the Hulu. Right. They probably wait for that raw a month later right. that's uncut. Yeah. Just, you know, I never go back. So maybe if they put something like that in like one guest commentator, like in the in the booth with like some upstart or something sure. like a week. And that that could be fun. That'd be interesting, why wouldn't yeah. why why wouldn't you do that? Someone's got time to do that. Right. You know? I'd love to hear what Tyler Breeze thinks about an entire raw right. that he's not involved <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. Bring it on. Yeah. That Bring back cool. Kevin Nash and Black Snow. <laughs> I don't know about that. What was I that Chester that uh, Chester Mc uh, whatever yeah, anyway, yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I keep bringing that up but right. I like original Black Snow, thank you very much. <laughs> like the the WWE version, not, not so right. much the Impact version. Yes. So, all right, but we can't talk about that because all those matches had Chris Benoit in them. Anyway, who? Yeah. <laughs> Some uh, some Chinese guy, I think, that <laughs> looks Russian. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: matches of the month.
1: My vote for match of the month for free television goes to Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era on NXT. I agree. Yeah.
0: From the July 11th episode of NXT.
1: Yes. And so, Supercard match of the month, I, I, I would say, even with everything we said about some elements involved in it you can't take away from how good the Dolph Ziggler Seth Rollins Iron Man thirty minute Iron Man match yes. from Extreme Rules for the Intercontinental Title Intercontinental Title main eventing a pay per view all of those elements I think yeah nine and ten scale you know
0: I agree I and I do think it's funny that we did pick for our best two matches of the month the two matches that we complained about the fans the most in so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, episode title is Funk Fans. <laughs> I'm going back to that old, I think that was an old ECW fan right, sign, and I yeah. still think that's the best. Yeah, One of the best signs ever. Uh, number one, of course, being Roman is a wank pheasant. <laughs> forever, forever, forever.
0: I think my fan favorite sign of all time is still the Vince Mahan sign.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
0: fun <laughs> that one and oh. the uh no my my favorite is saturn is bald that is my favorite Saturn is bald. Yeah. which
1: was lodi's sign wasn't it it might, it might have been yeah you know. he was sign guy he was sign guy yeah, for yeah. the flock yeah not is, sign guy deadly of course right. but yeah saturn is bald that's that's a, that's a good one that's the best god yeah. we have to have a, fa- a sign list at some point <laughs> <Right>. here uh,
0: <sighs> but if you want to check out that eventual fan sign list that we probably won't ever make but we might you'll find it on cnjradio.com where you can find all of the wrestling house show episodes again go back there check out the mini episodes that we do sometimes more retro reviews coming up at some point we promise and of course every month we do these wrap-ups for the current wwe programming for the most part when we have time we will talk about some of the indie stuff as well super duper excited Coming up with the the women stuff in the WWE, we didn't even talk about Evolution. I mean, we'll it, talk about it later. Yeah, there's plenty.
1: They're gonna we're gonna build up as long as they are.
0: Yeah, and the May Young <laughs> Classic. I got half of it spoiled, unfortunately, already. Oh. But it, I'm super looking forward to it anyway. And fans, yeah. yeah. But anyway, enough about my problems. Go to cnjradio.com for all of that. Go to our Facebook and give us a like, give us a comment, give us some interactions. And follow us on Twitter, where I sometimes talk to Cashizono just because. Yeah,
1: at House Show. Yeah, at House Show. Cashizono's current favorite right. Twitter account. Right. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one.
2: Bye. <laughs>